Hello, Amigo, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 673. Hopefully you guys have had a great day. I know I have good, beautiful start, or eh, I guess we're second day into a holiday weekend. Nonetheless, a great day. Hopefully you guys have had a great day as well. I've got a great guest Hello, for us Eagle. this evening. Mr. Mike B, how you doing? You want to tell us how you're doing and where they can find you, if they can find you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm good, man. Uh, you can check me out. Uh, I guess M I K three B three 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 on Instagram. That's about the only place you'll be able to find me, probably. I don't really get on there a lot. Uh, as I was stating to you before, I'm unfortunately still in a illegal locale so i don't do a lot of posting i'm still in one of them red states you know god damn it's hard to believe that there's still red states you know what i, I mean know, right it just blows my mind. It, it, it sucks trust me when everybody around you is allowed to do everything just free and open and you got to be all concealed about everything you do but I'm used to it, you know, it's been like that all my life, so whatever. It is Has what it at is. At least penalties eased up. I know they may not have loosened the laws completely, but have like penalties at all loosened up? Um, like most places, I know like like some places around here it um like for the amount has changed, like the it used to be Oh, like any amount you could get jail time for or whatever, but now like it's only anything above an ounce is, you know, considered like something that's jail time worthy. But it still sucks, you know. Like, well, it, it should just all be legalized across the board if you ask me, so. It is what it is, though. Just, you gotta, I, I, I can't do like you and drive down the road and smoke. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think oh, I think I, in all fairness, I, I I did a lot of that prior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always it's always been a thing. I just I don't know. I'm stupid enough, still stupid, I guess, and that's a good way to put it. I'm just stupid enough to talk about it today, thinking yeah. that it's quasi. Yeah, because even in the legal states, you're not really supposed to be driving and doing it. I don't believe, are you? No, like no, no. <laughs> yeah, even though there's studies to say that, uh, you know, habitual cannabis smokers, you know, drive safely, much very safely compared well, the police to, have you know, beer goggles and they try to say that, that that's what it is like for whenever you're smoking cannabis as well with the beer goggle effect. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I never felt like that when I was smoking. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what strains that? <laughs> yeah, let me get some of that. <laughs> that must be a good one. Yeah. That's that reefer madness they always talking about. Yeah, the reefer madness. That's the beer goggle. That's what they call it, beer goggles. Where you pick those things up at, I don't know, but with the beer goggles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So I guess we should start this off right. Uh, same old, same old. When was the first time? When did you either consume or see the plant? Whichever came first, my friend. Well, the first time I consumed, I was very young, probably, I don't know, maybe nine years old or so, maybe 10 as old as uh, I had a cousin because I got two older brothers and I had a cousin that used to come up. I, I lived back in the sticks of a dirt road and my cousin came and stayed with us during the summer and uh because he was my brother's age and he actually started growing up in the woods by my house and they was like drying it out in the in my parents oven while my parents wasn't home and like where they would smoke with me and i'd get them i remember getting the munchies and stuff i didn't even realize at the time what it was what it was really but i remember like my mom would give me like big bags of chips or whatever and like uh, in the room beating chips in front of them, maybe asking for my chips. I wouldn't give them any. I wouldn't let them have them because I was so young. They wouldn't take them. They didn't want to get in trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was being greedy with my chips and didn't even realize it. <laughs> I just know I was hungry. <laughs> but from there, it's like when I really realized what what was going on, probably because. My mom finally found out, like, she come home while he was in the process of drying some out in the oven one day, and um, they actually called the law on him, and then when the cops come up, he tried to say it was, like, poison ivy or something as for some science experiment. Of course, they didn't buy it, and they tried to make him take him to where the plants were, and he never did, but I don't think he ever really got in any trouble for it, because he was, he was underage as well, but. They were probably in their teenage years, you know what I mean? And from there, I probably didn't really mess with it again because, of course, he didn't come up for a while after that. But I probably didn't mess with it again until, I don't know, maybe 14 or 15. And then I started, that's when I really started getting into it more. Um, uh, you know, of course, all your friends and everything, get up here fresh or whatever. You get around with a group of people and you know they uh they they smoke or whatever and you start smoking with them and i don't know just it was something that i picked up with my friends and it's just something it ended up being something that made you made me feel more normal more like i could actually hang out with people and not have anxiety about you know uh hanging out with a bunch of people and being around people and I don't know. It just uh, it made me made me feel a lot better about you know being me and doing my thing. You know what I mean? And of course, like most most people, uh, I didn't have a lot of money when as a kid. So you know, uh, allegedly, I might have sold a little bit to get my own. <laughs> but that's probably how it started. You know, and I probably. Um, have smoked most of my life since then. I, I haven't been smoking lately because where a lot of things was going on and I had to move. You know, I told a few of y'all about that. I just got a new house and everything. So I've kind of been on a break lately, but I'm kind of anxious to get back into it. Oh, it's, uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird not being able to do it you know what i'm saying for whenever you're kind of a lifetime smoker or whatever and then you have to take breaks. i guess it's good though for your tolerance you know 
I know I, I used to get to a point to where I would just I could smoke all day long and just I don't know I never never stopped but then like as I got older like I can't do that anymore from taking different types of breaks and different situations in my life like now I can just hit it a few times and feel pretty good if I hit it too much then it starts bringing back anxiety you know because it's so strong nowadays everything everything that's out now is way stronger than back whenever we were young you know what I mean like all the mids and stuff and the rig it was like you know it was easy to get but the good stuff wasn't as easy to come by so now since I can do my own thing it's uh you know I try to make sure it's always pretty decent and usually it is and it's um, it don't take <laughs> it don't take much like it used to but I don't know funny you see that go uh, ahead I was talking about that the other day I was talking about that the other day with uh, a few other people and uh talking about the similarities between like uh, a recovering alcoholic and somebody that's a long-term cannabis user who's uh-huh. you know in both cases it seems like um if you're a heavy user and you go back like alcohol man if you drink, if you were a heavy drinker before and you quit drinking and then you try to start drinking again i think we all know you'd be tore up you yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. take much to get pickle you after that point. And what I've seen on the other side of the fence with cannabis is not so much that, but the anxiety. I've seen more over a lot of older smokers yeah. that, you know, did smoke back in the day. And now that they're, you know, thinking about it again because it's legal the shit just gives them anxiety. They don't have that experience that they had prior to the, the quit. So I can't help but wonder, you know, if there's a connection like the same with alcohol, there's just some damage done there. And now your body just is like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if it's so much damage or if it's where the, you know, the cannabis is so much stronger now or, or what exactly it is. But I, uh, I think when I, what I'm, what I've been wanting to do is start getting more into like one on one to ones, you know, like instead of like having a real strong THC and low CBD, I want to kind of get to where they're they're more evened out, and um, hopefully that'll like keep the anxiety low. It won't make the anxiety as high, you know, because the from the way I understand it, the THC, the higher the THC and lower the CBD is, the, the more anxiety, you know, that I get from it. Whenever I smoke the higher THCs with lower CBDs, so I try to stay away from that. Um, but I mean, I still do, but I just can't. I can't, you know, consume as much of it. But, uh, I'm on. I'm. I'm getting ready to start trying to search for more stuff. Like I say, like one one to ones and stuff like that. But just, just you know, like you've talked about before, just even growing it for me helps my anxiety, and it's it's therapeutic, man. It's um, that's why I agree. Anytime somebody's like, yeah, everybody should grow, I agree. Like, even if it ain't uh, cannabis plants, like 
just growing plants in general just is is really good for your you know for your soul and your, I don't know it just it helps man it helps like calm you down and get you centered so uh, been something that you know I never really thought about it in that way until I started doing it and I was like man this is just something that I don't know I, I should have started doing a lot a lot long a long time ago you know a lot sooner but. I don't know. I'm glad I'm started now. <laughs> right. Huh? So what was, uh, what was the turning point to make you start growing? I'm right there with you, man. I think a lot of people are too, that they learn the flip, you know what I mean? Get, get three yeah. buddies in on that ounce and you score that free quarter. But yeah. so what, what made it go from you know, trying to do that? Was it just, you know, the, trying to get it or availability what made you you know say fuck this i'm gonna i'm gonna do my go my own way uh with canada well you know i always like even whenever i first started as a kid where i grew up like i said back in the woods and stuff i'd always throw some seeds out and you know grow a few here and there but it wasn't never nothing special you know it was just whatever you know i mean it wasn't bad but it wasn't like i actually took care of it care of it because you never wanted to leave like a trail to it back in when it's in the woods, you know what I mean? So you don't go to it very often and you just hope for the best. But <clears throat> like when I really actually started um, thinking about growing, growing like for for a real thing, uh, it hasn't been very long ago actually, just uh, maybe, I don't know, eight years ago or something. And um, I just, I don't know, I wanted to do, I, to be able to have the access to it and well I, where i'm you know i'm older and i got kids now so like i didn't want to um be out on the streets like spending money for one you know and also like taking that risk of like having to mess with you know people selling out here where obviously it's a red state still uh, you know just it's too much risk involved in messing with other people so I was like, well, you know what? I just have to start doing it on my own. And my kids are like teenagers now, so they're starting to understand what I'm doing, you know. And they know, like, I, I don't know, like, it, I don't, I'm not like, I'm open with them about it because I think that, you know, like I said, I think it should be legal everywhere. But at the same time, it, you know, it concerns me because I don't want them to just be like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start doing it because it's cool or something. You know what I mean? And just be like, start becoming a heavy user just for that fact. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's it's weird. It's hard. I know like lots of everybody that grows has kids. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure they go through the same feelings that I do as far as uh, dealing with your kids and growing. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But, you know, they know not to mess with my stuff. So I have caught I have caught a few times where I thought what I you know my bag was a little light, but it's never been a big big thing. But I'm sure they pinched a few times. <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, we like to be naive about that. That's for sure. I know yeah. I did. I was. I, I believed in my girls one hundred percent. 
never i you know i put it up but it wasn't like i fucking it was under lock and key and you yeah. know that and they always swore you know yeah. we ain't never gonna smoke you smoke too much <laughs> weed anyway yeah so, right <laughs> you know no, I didn't think, feel like it was a threat. But then as they grew up, man, they're a little bit older. My girls are, you know, what, 27, 24, and 18? Or yeah. 19? Maybe 19? And uh, now now it's starting to shake out. Yeah, every once in a while, you know, yeah, grab a road off your tray dance. or whatever. Yeah, we get in there and pinch dance. Especially somebody that grows a lot. Like, you know, I know you grow quite a bit, like, for your patients and everything, so I'm sure it's easier for them to like pinch some out without you realizing it. <laughs> right. But like, you'll right, never right. notice. We'll take a little bit. You'll never notice. <laughs> so, so with that being said, I mean, as they get older, uh, how would you feel about their, uh, you know, their choice to sway towards cannabis? I know secretly myself as a father, I was thinking, you know, if, if they unfortunately at that party and their backs against the wall and they, you know, have to make a choice, I kind of hope they choose cannabis. But I, I mean, how, how would you, how do you... Yeah, I would prefer them choose cannabis over like alcohol or any other of the harder drugs. You know what I mean? That's for sure. Like as far as as far as doing any kind of substances, you know, mind altering substances go, uh, cannabis is by far the safest in my book. And like I say, it's probably got more medical value to it than any of us really even know to this day. Really. I definitely would go with cannabis over anything else. As far as my kids go, like I definitely would rather them use cannabis than anything else. I've always been the type to like never want to put my kids on any kind of like pills or anything. I've never wanted to like have them go to like psychiatrists and be on all these different you know pills and that kind of thing. You know how some parents do. I've always been against that because uh, to me, all you're doing is creating drug addicts. Yeah, and you know, that's it's that's a very true statement, but you know, these days the the shit that they go through is way different than the fucking uh oh, yeah. the shit that we went through. Definitely. Nowadays we have a different drug dealer for our kids it's called facebook instagram yeah. tiktok you know yeah. these companies are pushing dopamine to our kids and getting them hooked to you know digital yeah. shit and yeah. and also in creating just any other drug will you know side effects that we're seeing terrible with these kids anxiety and everything else man yeah so and yeah. with that being said i don't know i'm almost happy cannabis is around rather than like you said man i'd hate to see my some of these kids running around on some of these uh psychic uh other medications to deal with some of this shit that's yeah basically lifelong addictions 
So I yeah, know. I mean, uh, even even us as adults are guilty of, of the uh, the the internet thing. You know what I mean? Like we got these computers in our in our pockets now all the time. And always checking them, and it's funny. Like anytime you go out somewhere, like if you go out to eat or something, you look around. And uh, I remember it used to be like you go out to a restaurant and you could barely hear hear yourself talking to whoever you're sitting beside. And now it's like it's just you'll be like almost quiet in the restaurant because everybody's just on their phones and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it's weird. It's crazy. It's definitely changed. The world's definitely changed with uh, the internet, the digital age come through. You know, it's, it's definitely different than when we were growing up. It is. It is. Yeah. And they're they actually my youngest right now. They want that instant gratification, posting pictures and everything, and that's where that dopamine comes. They want that. They want that gratification. They want to be noticed. That's sad but true. Yeah. So I guess we'll, let's switch back a little bit towards the cannabis side of things. Uh-huh. So I guess uh, being it being in a red state, I'm kind of just guessing here that uh, the growth started out in soil. Or you know, yeah. organically, is that? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's right soil. Uh, I use uh, you know, bag soil, but um, it's it's not as easy where I'm at to get some of the better stuff like what uh, you know a lot of people I hear talking about. But um, usually I can get like some ocean forest and stuff around where I'm at. Um, I use something like that, you know, like uh, maybe that or um. I, like sometimes if I, if I had to i've even used miracle grow before when i first started i don't like to use that stuff because you know, i know it's like a big corporation and all that but you know sometimes if you can't get nothing else that's what you gotta go for you know what i mean it's like you can you use what you can get uh, yeah I, I try to stay away from that i did like i say i found a source where i can get the uh, ocean forest or whatever I think they also have some of the other uh, lines that they offer. It's like the strawberry fields and the happy frog, but I haven't tried those. Usually I stick with the ocean forest. And um, I might mix up some other stuff. Might get like, you know, some some extra um, compost and stuff like that. I haven't, I've been wanting to get my own compost being going. But I haven't done it yet because of the whole move and everything like that. I knew I was going to have to move because where I was at, I was renting. I buy a house now, so I'm hoping to start getting things going to where I'm going to have my own garden outside too, and you know, start composting a lot more and getting more organic and start making my own soil now. But I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> I. Luckily, though, with all this new internet age, there's been a lot of information to help me, you know, start my journey that way. You know what I mean? So that's a good thing. That's a plus with the whole internet side. But yeah, I just started out just mainly like my first few times, I just used Miracle Grow and I just got some old plastic pots and put them in a closet. And, you know, the first 
two or three times probably didn't turn out too great and then i started getting it dialed in a little bit better and then we had a hiccup like um my uh my kid's mother at the time this is a a, a terrible story but i'm gonna tell it anyways my kid's mom at the time had a friend that lived a couple houses down away from us and um I told her at the time because I had them in there and it was like they were getting big and stinky and I'm like, look, don't bring people in the house. Just avoid bringing people over here. If you want to talk to her, go over to her house or whatever. She ended up bringing her in the house or whatever and I guess that woman smelt it and um, she got mad because we had the same landlord and it's a crazy story because this lady, she wasn't paying her rent and all kinds of stuff. They was trying to get over on the landlord and they were getting mad because the landlord was trying to evict them. So they told the landlord that they knew that we was growing in there. And then they sent the cops up there and the cops come, raided us. My baby's mom ended up going to jail. I was at work at the time. Luckily, I would have been in jail too. She ended up taking the blame for all of it. You know, but but before they come in, like, because I was in the middle of, like, I t- had taken everything down, and all I had was, like, everything processed up, and it was already, like, dried and everything by that time, and um, so she ended up flushing pretty much everything. They ended up finding a couple bags of leaves and the soil and the, and the lights hanging and stuff like that, but they didn't get her with nothing big, but they still charged her with, like, manufacturing and stuff like that. It was a big hassle, so that stopped us for a while. And um, you know, we uh, we didn't, we wasn't able to do anything for a couple of years after that. And then we finally got in a position where we, I wanted to start doing it again, and I did a couple of horrors. And that's when I met you guys, and like the whole the whole scene with Future Cannabis Project, and, you know, Brandon Rust, and everybody with all this information. Whenever I first started coming back doing it again, and uh, you know, I was, I was like, "Man, this is cool as shit." I was like, "Cause I, you know, I never could talk to anybody about it before and figure out all this information, just like everybody else has said." You know, like learning how to do everything, especially trying to do it inside, like without being noticed real big. It's it's hard to do if you don't know anything about it. You know, anybody can plant plants outside and let the sun power them up and <laughs> take off, but doing inside grow is a whole different thing. So, with, uh, you know, when I first started getting it, you know, to know all of you guys and everybody, like I say, is, is a lot of information coming at me, and it's helped me out, and I think I've, I've got it dialed pretty good to where I'm, I can... I can do pretty good things inside now. I don't, I don't know if I showed you pictures of the last time I got the harvest before ever I took stuff down. Uh, I could send you the pictures. That's pretty nice. I did some, um, it was a GMO cross with something else. And uh, it was it was pretty nice. It was like four foot tall, just like just rockets, man. <laughs> it was nothing but like, but all the way up, just total rockets. I was, I was pretty impressed with it, but anyways uh i don't know where i was going with that now i kind of squirreled out on that one (laughs) you there 
Uh, I guess we might be having some technical difficulties. Or you might be muted, Eagle. Let me um, go to the YouTube. Uh, hold on, guys. Well, I hope everybody's here is uh, having a good night and all that kind of thing. And I don't know what's going on with Eagle. We all know how the technical difficulties go with him, but I'll hang in here. And we'll try to get this thing figured out. <laughs> Everybody's having a good night. Purple Thumb, what's up? Weedus 207, Detroit River Rat. What's up, guys? What's up with the eagle? He must be having some technical difficulties, guys. But yeah, I guess um, I can tell y'all what I'm starting right now. What's up, Modern Genetics, Green Fingers? So I've got some um, great diamonds, uh, some punchline, both from Ethos. Uh, I've got some Mr. Nasty, uh, and I've got oh, I've got MG One's Primal Punch, and I think that's it. What I'm starting right now. Yeah, any questions, go ahead and ask me. I'm down. I'm down for some questions. <laughs> Can you hear me, Miss Mr. Mike? Uh, yeah, I can Sorry hear you now. That. 
You there? I don't know. I had to come in on my phone. I don't know what the hell's going on with this computer, man. The audio is all fucked up. Yeah, I mean, so, it's there, but or would be there, but uh, it kind of messed with you leaving me hanging. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, oh, um, okay, I'll just hang out and try to feel the time. <laughs> My, I'm so sorry, my friend. It's I'm all so good. sorry. It's all good. <sighs> so, what kind of uh, strains have you been able to come across uh, through your cannabis journey? I know we've talked about how you've used a little bit, how you've grown, but what have you been able to get? Oh, uh, well, shoot, even back in the day, like, even whenever I was... Um, you know, my teenage years, you know, I got a hold of um, every now and then, you know, we get some good that would come in. I'm not sure exactly where it come from. And I know, like I say, there was some people around me that, that grew some good stuff. You know, I mean, I live, like I say, in a, in a place where stuff was still grown pretty, pretty frequently in the summertime anyways. But, um, you know, I would, I would get some good stuff like... Uh, some um uh what's it called the uh the purple and i like i'll get some of that and i i mean usually we just called it kind bud back then though you know what i mean it was just the kind it wasn't really a lot of names but since i really started um trying to grow myself is when i i've noticed all the names you know what i mean like i've uh i've grown some uh green crack and um, I don't know. I've grown the magic melon or something like no, not the magic melon, the uh, mystery machine. I did that for my dog. That was a freebie. But uh, mainly I just did like when I first started getting seed. Before ever I, I met like all you guys online, it was from um, crop team seeds, and uh, you know they. It, it's kind of like a challenge for me to get them at first like i couldn't even find them find seeds for a long time but the heck i only would grow a couple at a time so when i got the the green crack that that was my first three or four grows probably was just green crash and uh but since then i've, I've grown a few different things you know it's just it's hard to remember all of them i don't have a great memory you know but it hasn't been a lot but that's why I was telling them. I don't know if you heard me talking. Like, I got five different things going now. Um, I got two of the uh, Great Diamonds and then the end game, the punchline from ESO's genetics. And then I got a Primal Punch from MG1. And I've got uh, Mr. Nasty. And I've got. What's the, I know I got another one too. It's um, hold on, let me look. I can't remember what it's called. I swear I wrote it on the cup. Now it's not there. I probably wiped it off. <laughs> There's great diamonds. That's a nasty MG1. I got one other one too. I have to look and see what it was. I can't remember. But yeah, I'm interested in trying to do a lot of things. I've got uh, 
I've got some stuff from a few different people as well in the community. I've got some seeds from Bengus. Haven't got to go do nothing with yet, and some stuff from Tommy Tricones, and I got some stuff from you know uh, Purple Thumb OG. Uh, I got some different stuff. I just gotta get a chance to do something with them. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. You gotta love this community. That's for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it's definitely uh, been a, a good community. Like even the guys from uh, over there across the pond sent me some lights I want. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's cool. It took a long time to get them, but they sent them. <laughs> it's nice. It's a good community, man. It's for sure. It's, uh, it's been nothing but love ever since I, you know, started hanging out with all the the people online. So, um, I know you kind of meant alluded to it a little bit in the beginning there, but uh. Has the, the way you feel about cannabis changed throughout the years? Has it, you know, progressed oh, yes. from, you know, what you call recreational to more of the medicinal? Yeah, well, definitely. Definitely, it definitely has. Like, you know, back in the day, it was all just about having fun, really. I didn't even realize that. that I mean, I knew that it helped, you know, as far as, like, when I hung out with my buddies and, you know, it helped me be able to be more social with everybody and stuff. But, like, you know, I never really thought of it as a medicinal thing until, really, until I started growing it, you know. And then that's when I, when I first heard about Charlotte's Web, really, I thought I started thinking about it medicinally. But I didn't, you know, I was like, man, that's, that's crazy. That's one reason why I wanted to start growing it, too. When I first started hearing about, like, Charlotte's Web, I was like, you know, I'm, I need to just start growing my own and get back into it more. And um, I don't, I don't know. It just, it, it just made me. It just lit a spark under me that I didn't even realize was there as far as the medicinal side. You know what I mean? Like hearing about how it was helping people, and I was like, I never really thought about it that way. But it, it, it's true. Like even the growing, like say, is a big anxiety release. Like. Just to come and, you know, like, even like with me, I work during the night. So I'll come home and, like, in the morning and work on work with my plants or whatever. And it helps me calm down from the night at work, you know, and get ready for bed or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's, a, it's definitely changed my mind about it. Right on. It is definitely a powerful experience. I think the growing aspect of it definitely drives it home for a lot of people. And that's the part that I'm afraid that we're going to lose. You know what I mean? We might win the yeah. consumption battle, but I think we're going to end up, a lot of people will lose the, the more valuable side, the cultivation side of it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that worries me too as far as like if the United States opens up totally like is that, is that when the big corporations are going to step in and, and the federal government's going to start putting laws on it, kind of like tobacco or something to where, 
you know, you have to have these certain licenses to grow and it's got to be certain size facilities and everything. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, like everybody should have a chance to be able to home cultivate. It's, I, I feel like it, it, you know, it's just like any other herbal medicine that somebody could use. You know what I mean? Like, why can't, why can't you use your own herbal medicine? Why, why is that a big thing? You know what I mean? Like, and like I said before, I think it's a human rights issue as far as them just wanting to keep the money into the rich people's hands and the people that, that already has money, you know? Like, even you see it with California, like, you got to be rich to be able to start stuff in California. Yeah, they've got it opened up a lot, but, like, if you ain't got a lot of money, like, you can't just go over there and start, a, you know, like a, a cultivation and, and start selling it. You know, there's all kinds of different uh, laws that you have to abide by to get it going. Lots of money you have to put into it. You know, getting something started in your area as far as medical or recreational cannabis. Um, I, I, I think they do have some medical here but it's like i mean you you pr pretty much have to be dying it ain't like it ain't the open type of medical where like you can just go and be like yeah i can't sleep at night or yeah i got anxiety can i get a script it ain't nothing like that and they don't they don't have it to where you can do any kind of uh you know selling in in any kind of shops or anything like that so I'm sure, like if you if you can get it prescribed, it's going to be you know government issue type of stuff. You know, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely um, one of the less progressive states that I'm in. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's kind of ironic because it's usually a lot of those. Uh, states where it's some probably some of the best outside cultivation yeah <laughs> some yeah. of the best cannabis could be grown there yeah that's for sure i'm i'm sure it could be i'm like 100 percent positive that it could be a, a great state for outdoor cultivation but you know that's just how they are that's how it goes for now I even wonder, like, if the feds do, like, open it up, if they leave it, if they still leave it up to states. Like, I'm not sure if, like, um, the states like the one I'm in will, will still allow it or not. They still might not allow it. Not if it's left up to the state. It's hard to tell. If what it I'm goes like. federal, you mean, that's what you mean? If it goes federal and it's left? State yeah. by state, you don't think you get your guys would still? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know if they would. I don't know if the state would. They might still not allow it in this state. It's just like it's just like any of the other states, though. As far as like the ones that haven't legalized the THC part, they're still letting people do like the CBD. You know, like you can grow fields of the CBD, but it just can't be over that certain limit of THC. So, and that's what, you know, like the United States right now, I don't know how the CBD farmers can survive because it, it's just flooded with the CBD 
everywhere. Like I've heard of people, you know, like trying to get rid of the pounds of CBD, like pounds for like a hundred bucks. You know, what I mean, like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I've wondered the same thing myself, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know how a CBD farmer could stay going. They had they they would have to have acres of that stuff. I mean, like acres and acres. They'd have to definitely have big fields of it, or have like some kind of like top notch CBD. I don't know. Maybe they make it into um the tins uh, or something like that. I don't know. Edibles and pens and stuff. The vapes. That's a, kind of my next question, I guess. Are you guys, that stuff's pretty easy to get these days. Are you guys able to get, like, even, like, kind of black market, if you will, these vape pens and shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, I've been able to get, you know, wax and, pins and whatever you can still get it you know what i mean like that's just like before just like when i was a kid i could still get you know bud pretty much any time of the year even though you know we couldn't we, it was harvest season it wasn't but you know a certain time of the year where i was growing but that don't mean i couldn't get bud from somewhere it was coming from somewhere you know what i mean so it still comes from somewhere it might not be from right here but it definitely still comes around it just makes the prices higher here, you know what I'm saying, with it being black market. Right on. Yeah, I know. I know it's like as far as um, interstate uh, cannabis goes, you know, us being a recreational market here in Michigan, you know, all you need is to be over the age of 21 and you can fucking purchase cannabis. So a lot of these events, you know, we see a lot of influx yeah. from out of states, you know, sure. other states and stocking uh, up, if you will. And yeah. I, I just kind of smile. Hell yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what they're Heavy doing. Heavy-handed, my friend. Heavy-handed. Spread, spread yeah. the word. Spread the love. Yeah, you know so, exactly what they're doing. Know, I'm happy to see that there's still some brave souls that they're willing oh, yeah, to build pilgrimage to help others. To make pilgrimage in, uh, some of these states. Definitely still the brave souls out there that make pilgrimages to other states to acquire the good stuff. <laughs> it still happens. The thing with me, like, you know, once you have kids, it changes. Like when I was younger, I would, I wouldn't mind to do stuff like that. You know, I would, I would do whatever I had to do to, to, you know, make sure I was good. But, you know, once you have kids, it's you know, and you have responsibilities, it's like, yeah, I can't take the risk. It's not just me that I'm risking the life of anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, right on. But it, you know it is what it is. Somebody will do it. Do <laughs> that. Do that, sir. 
<clears throat> so if you had in a perfect world and you had in your choice of consumption, uh, which way do you think you'd lean? Do you think you would still hang with the flower or would you head towards the extracts or edible market? No, I think I, I think I always be a flower person. I do like flower, and I've always like I've always liked hash. You know, I'm kind of like you. I like that kind of hash that you mix with the flower. You know what I mean? The, the old school hash. You know, like pack you a bowl, put you a big knot of hash on top of it. You know, I've always liked doing something like that. You know, I'm not I'm not big on the like the vase and. The waxes and stuff, because as I was saying before, where I took all these breaks in life, you know, and, and my tolerance went down, like it, I can't handle that stuff too too much, you know what I mean? Like I've tried it, I've tried to hit some wax and stuff, but man, that stuff just weighs me out. I, I won't want to do nothing. I'll be couch locked all day long, you know, with my heart pumping out of my chest. <laughs> So I'm probably going to stick with the flower. I'm a flower type of guy. I like the good, clean, like old school, like piney and smooth, earthy taste. I'm not real big on the, like, the gases either. Like, I know lots of people love the gassy, real gassy stuff, real heavy hitting stuff. Like, I'm more of the smooth type. I like the smoother. You know, that's even why I was thinking, like, I'm probably going to try to start going more of a one-on-one. Like, what I've got now, Definitely isn't one on one, but in the future, like that's probably if I buy anything, like buy beans, buy seeds from anybody, I'm gonna start trying to buy more like the one on one type streams. Right on, right on. And I've always so, been the type to. I've always liked to smoke out of glass, you know, and keep it clean. Oh, you know, like I just like the taste of it. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm not big on uh, blunts at all. I don't like smoking the cigar. It's just I, I never have. I'd rather just keep it clean in a glass pipe, get that good flavor. And uh, that's. I don't know. I've always. I've always. Uh, even even when I've arrived before, I've like got big on as far as thinking about it medically or anything even when i was young i was always like i would be that one guy in the crowd that would be like man look how good this looks and you know just look at look at all the crystals on it and, you know i'd be like wanting to examine it you know like i would always be the one that always wanted everything like fresh and clean and all that i don't know it was just People call me picky, but I just, I don't know. I like it smooth and fresh and nice. I don't like the dirty taste of, like, a cigar or anything behind it. I always told everybody, like, smoking blunts is for people that smoke cheap weed because you got to have a lot to get you high. <laughs> that's funny. I can see that. I can see that angle. I can see You know that. what I mean? It's like, that's for reg weed. You know what I'm saying? That's for the reg. You don't want to smoke a big old blunt because you got to. You got to smoke a big blunt to get hot. It ain't no good. If it's good weed, you don't need but a couple of hits. That's the way I always felt about it. Uh, unless you're smoking good weed all day. 
Yeah. But even then, like, even, like, with if you smoke, uh, like, a person that still smokes constantly, like, all day, like, you, don't, you ain't gonna smoke constantly. Like, you'll hit it, you know, and hang out with your friends, and, you know, an hour later hit it again or something. It's not something that's just, like, you gotta be, you know what I'm saying? It's not, like, a constant thing. I mean, if it's good, you know. But, uh, unfortunately, I cannot relate. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can just have it sparked all day long. <laughs> no, I've definitely always been like this fucking sublime kind of guy. Fucking roll two joints before I roll two joints before yeah. I roll two joints. Roll two joints in the morning. <laughs> roll two joints at night. Yeah. I used to be like that back in the day when I was young, man. I'd go through bags, well, especially once I started getting into where I was allegedly selling. Because <laughs> you all always had a big bag because, you know, it was like it was always free. And I was, you know, I was uh, turning over lots of it, lots of it. So, I mean, we always had a bunch of it. So it was like it was just constant. Like we'd be smoking all day long. Cause plus you're always going to somebody else's house and they're like, oh, fire one up. And you're like, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, just keep firing them up. It's funny that you say that because that's that was pretty much what you what you'd hear or what you'll hear coming through the door here and have for years. You know, I've, yeah. I've had friends back in the day before. You know, even medical, it'd be like, motherfucker, I just got in the door. The old match. Yeah. Do you remember the match? The, the match? Hey, you won't match? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we used to always match. Like, what you got? Oh, you got something different? Oh, yeah, let's match. I want to try yours. Let's match a bowl or let's match a joint. Yeah. Uh, if you're real broke and don't have a lot, you know, or like you couldn't get a lot of time, you might have to go in on one. <laughs> so what's been your most funnest cannabis experience last night i was kind of sharing some of mine with one of the the stronger strains i've ever come across you know getting high in the van you know oh, wow. with a bunch yeah. of friends but some of your favorite times uh consuming yeah that's kind of that's a hard thing to pick out because usually it's always a fun time you know I, i've had definitely um I had some some crazy experiences. Have you ever greened out? I've greened out before, like passed out from smoking too much. No, I have not quite there, but I have yeah. it hit me where I've had to puke real quick and like yeah. oh, shake it off and go right back again. And myself and a few of my friends have all puked. You know, from a, a quick adrenaline rush or a, you know spike of blood pressure whatever it was yeah but i've yeah. never i've never I've just... 
Yeah, I actually greened out before, like, uh, back whenever I was, you know, a heavy consumer, like, because we was out, and it's like summertime, we was outside, and it was like, you know, blazing hot, and we was smoking all day long, and, you know, the next thing you know, you just get dizzy, and everything goes black, next thing I know, I'm waking up on the ground. Yeah, that was crazy. But usually, um, I don't know about the funnest. You know, that's hard to that's hard to pinpoint a funnest time. It's, I usually always try to have fun. You know, if it ain't fun, then why are you doing it? <laughs> I I can see that. I can see that. that it's just uh, I guess what I'm fishing for is maybe there is like a you know in a in particular event where you guys you know may smoke it and uh, it's stirred out I guess. I mean, there's several but, times, yeah, you're right. several things during my life that stands out like like I was telling you about when I first started when I was real young and didn't even realize it and like I'd be going in my brother's room with bags of chips and not giving them any and stuff. And, you know, me and my brother laugh about that now. You know, it's something we can look back and laugh on because he's like, yeah, you was greedy. I was like, sorry, I didn't even realize I had the punchies. <laughs> I was so young. I was like, y'all the ones that was feeding me pot when I was freaking like nine, ten years old. It's all fault. Like, dang. But, you know, stuff like that and like, you know, whenever, um, I, I'm sure you've probably done this too. Back in the day, everybody to try to build their own bowls and stuff like that. Well, my buddy took one of those um, big candy canes, like you'd put out in the yard or whatever. Like the Christmas time, they're probably like two foot tall, and he made a bong out of it. You know, we used to hit that. That was pretty fun, and you know, just stuff like that sticks out in my mind. You know what I mean? Just fun times. Right. Um, I remember whenever I first realized I could outsmoke both my older brothers. That was pretty uh, pretty cool to me. You know, I picked on my older brothers finally for a chance. I was like, y'all are lightweight. <laughs> They're passing it up, and I'm like, what? Y'all are lightweight. I can outsmoke y'all. I was pretty proud of it at the time. <laughs> Uh, I've definitely made a few pipes in my time as well. <laughs> yeah, I think Still we all do. I actually just refound Go ahead. the metal pipe uh, that we used to have in the you know the early nineties, even before that, for some true true stoners. The yeah. one where you could like. Screw together for the little hash section in there, and yeah. you can make your own little like. Ooh, yeah, they had the chamber. Yeah, they had the chamber. <laughs> you could even put a little piece of bud in there. Yeah, we do that. We put a little piece of bud in there and let that let it get real resin soaked up in there. And that'll be like once you run out of weed, or if it gets clogged up too bad, then you have to pull it out. Uh, Smoke it. Yeah, that'd be good. It was nasty as hell, but it'd be good. <laughs> Shit, for me back in the day, if I, I remember, 
fucking you go over to somebody's house and you like turn on the water and the water go all crazy because it was missing the screen out of the faucet it was oh, always yeah. a telltale possibly a smoker in that house yeah it has <laughs> been at one time anyways huh <laughs> yeah. yeah somebody took the way screen. I get a screen somebody took the screen <laughs> funny so uh, do you uh, make any edibles or uh, anything like that uh, with your leftovers from your alleged Growing uh, no, I haven't. I haven't journeyed into that yet, but I do want to. Uh, I do want to start trying to do stuff like that. The one time that I did have some edibles, like I did, I have. I've tried them one time, and I'll tell you what, like it laid me out the whole day. It was a different kind of thing, that's for sure. But like it, it definitely is. Um, more of uh like pain relief and stuff i think as far as like when you eat it it definitely helped with the pain but you know because like i'll have back pain a lot i've done had one back surgery uh you know that's that's another reason why I, you know i turned to uh back to marijuana again is because like you know having back surgery and then they started wanting you know putting me on the opiates and stuff like that even before the surgery the doctors wanted to give me opiates and Man, I started getting addicted to the opiates, and that was a hard thing to overcome. And if it wasn't for, you know, uh, cannabis, it would have been even harder. You know what I mean? Like that was uh, that was a rough journey. So uh, that's something that I don't never want to go through again. So uh, I'd rather just stick with the cannabis side of it because I never had any trouble as far as like. If I didn't have cannabis, like going through withdrawals, but whenever they was giving me all them pills, man, like you run out of pills for a couple of days and you're sick, and, nah. that once that happened to me, I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not going through this. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the hell? I don't never want to feel like that again. Yeah, that's that's where a lot of people get caught up. They can't uh, tell which is which. You know, the sickness and pains that are coming from the medications that they're coming off, or it's still yeah. the sickness pains from the injuries or whatever. You know, they got them there, so they yeah. keep going, and sometimes even than they were. I'm glad to see or glad to hear that uh, you went the other way. Yeah, it was a trust me, it was a long, tough road to do it. It took a a lot of trying. That's for sure. It wasn't just like a overnight process to get off of them, and it, it almost ruined my life. But I, I couldn't, you know. I mean, I couldn't let it do that because, you know, just like I was saying before with having kids, like that was that's one of the big things that pushed me through that too, like. Man, I can't. I can't be one of these people that end up, you know, selling everything I own and you know, losing my children and all that kind of thing. Like I've always had my kids. Ever since they were born, they've been with me. And even if like me and their their mother hasn't been together, like I've had custody of them. Like we've tried several times to work things out, get back together, but 
but even through that, like when we split up the first time, I got custody of it, and I've had them ever since. You know what I mean? No matter what, so I've always had to take care of them and think about them, and that was a big motivation for me too to be like, I can't, I can't let something control me like this. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking super honorable, brother. Super yeah. honorable. I mean, that's just what any good person does, really. Everybody always is like, man, you're such a good good person. Um, I'm like, no, I'm just a person. Like, That's what any parent's supposed to do. I mean, I'm sorry that, there's, that everybody's not this way, but I'm nothing special. I'm just what you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know lots of people, and I, I, I appreciate you saying that, and I appreciate other people saying the things they say, but that's just how you're supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I was raised. Like, I didn't, I didn't want me and their mom not to work out. I want, even whenever I was younger, I always wanted a family and wife and everything like that. But, I mean, it just didn't work out with us. She's not quite the same level of responsibility that I am, and it just didn't work out. And that's why I ended up with custody. Because, you know, she can't keep her shit straight, <laughs> to be honest. It's not easy. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of people, myself included, uh, give yeah. me props. You know what I mean? Oh, that's right. Because it's even it's the problem right. that there might be a reason why it's not an easy ride to get them kids in your in your possession. So I think that's where a lot of the respect comes from, from you know yeah. going through the battle with everything that you have to do to get them kids. And you yeah. know, hats off to you. Not for that, being a single father isn't fucking easy. So more respect there. You know, you know? Yeah, it's been tough, man. Not, but... You know, it's just one, like saying, you, you gotta do it. Sad reality. There's a fucking lot of fucking shitty parents out there that don't want the fucking responsibility. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just, it's sad. It's truly, truly sad to see again what a lot of these kids go through. So I, you know, want it or not, I give you props for for being. Uh, amazing parents stepping up to the responsibilities and doing what yeah, you got to do to make sure it does. I appreciate it. Like I say, but I, I don't feel like a superhero. Just <laughs> I just feel like it's what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? It's like I've I just been, been a dad. You know, that's what I wanted to be, and that's what I am. And it, it gets tough, especially being a single parent but luckily i have a pretty good support system my family's pretty good about helping me when i need it you know so they have been through the whole process through the whole journey of, of when me and their mom split up they helped me from you know day one like they've always had my back with anything i've needed so you know it's not just it hasn't been me and me alone it's been me and the help of my family so but they say it takes a village, you know what I'm saying? I've had them, though, the whole time, that's for sure. It, it would have been kind of different if they had been girls. I mean, I still would have fought for them just the same. And, but 
I would have wanted their mother to be more of a part of things than what she is. But, like, I, I don't know. With them being boys, it's just always been like, you know, they need their dad for sure. I mean, every man needs to grow up with a female, good female role model, too, I believe. But, you know, they just... um I can't, I can't be that, but I can be the best I can be as a father, and that's what I wanted to do. That's what I try to do. <laughs> that's what I strive to do. Anyway, let's uh, get back to something else, man. You got another question, I'm sure. True that. True that. So I guess. <laughs> um, do you uh? How do you grow? How do you allegedly grow your plants? You like to you know let them grow straight up? Is there a training process you put them through? Are you one of the scroggers? Uh, how do you how do you like to allegedly? Yeah, I I've thought about trying to scrog, but uh, I haven't I haven't done that. Uh, but I do do some training. Like I will do some training. You know. I definitely will uh, clip them over. I like to try to branch them out to, you know, four, six, eight branches or something and, you know, and um, let them grow up from there. I definitely don't just like to let them Christmas tree up because where I'm limited in space, I like to try to, you know, get as much for the space as possible. So I try to, you know, uh, get, like I said, a few different branches out of each one of them. And um, uh, try to, you know, it's uh, it was like I say, it was a learning process to begin with. I definitely messed up a couple times and I've broke some branches off trying to train them. I mean, we all do, you know, it's just thing that happens, but I'm getting better at it, <laughs> you know. Like I said, the last stuff that I grew the is, I think it's GMO Punch, is what it was called, and um. It ended up being like six, I think it was like six, four foot long, just like torpedoes, man. They're like three or four foot long. It was just like the solid torpedoes all the way up. I was like, man, that's nice. It was, it was, it was nice. I, I was pretty, pretty happy with what I did. But at the same time, like, right when I was doing that, I done that. That's when I done the mystery machine too. And like, I stunted it right from the get-go. From uh, I think I overwatered it or something because I was just trying to keep them on the same watering schedule. And that GMO, like many people know, it's a you know real fast and it's it grows really, you know, it grows faster than that mystery machine for sure. And I think I overwatered and stunted the mystery machine from the get-go, and it wasn't nowhere near as big as the GMO. It ended up being like maybe a maybe two foot tall and it didn't have nowhere near the same structure as what the other one did but that's what i like to do is try to just make uh you know a few big torpedoes <laughs> definitely a good way to enjoy that's for sure um so yeah, is that so? That's been your was that your best yielder so far? Was uh, the GMO punch there, or 
Which one has um, been the best for yield and flavor? It was it was definitely a pretty good yield off of that one. Um, I think I ended up with probably I don't know maybe six ounces after dry off of that one. It was pretty good, but you know, and that, and that's being in a closet too. You know what I'm saying? Like it was pretty good. Um, but I did have another time whenever I was doing the green crack that I had a pretty big yield too. And um, I got uh, probably six to seven ounces out of that one too for just one plant, which to me seemed like a pretty good harvest. I don't know about everybody else, but for one plant, that's pretty good. To me. And uh, I know people grow them outside and grow like 10 pound plants in California, some of these big old plants you see, but. When you're going indoor in a closet, I think six ounces is pretty good for a plant. <laughs> I would definitely agree. And I, so I, I think I'm starting to get the hang of it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're right on point so far. <laughs> good on you. Good on you. So, uh, what kind of light are you? Do you have uh what do you use oh that's another that's a funny story too like when i first started i was just using like the um what do they call the like the twisty like big the, they're almost like you can get the regular light bulbs and they like kind of twist but i was getting the bigger uh, versions of them, the clf or whatever you know what i'm talking about i do i do I can't yeah, remember I the name using, of them, but I... yeah, they're like CLF or something. It's, you know, it's just like a regular light bulb, but you can get them in the different spectrums and stuff, and get bigger ones. Like uh, as far as like, it's kind of like how you can get the um, the fluorescent, you know, the tube lights. It's kind of like that, but um, like the T fives and stuff. They kind of do the same thing. Like as far as you can get the different. Like daytime or more blue or more red spectrum and water or whatever. But I started out just using a bunch of those and like, you know, the um the hangers with the shields you can get just like at Walmart or anywhere. They got like the little metal like cone shield. And I was just putting them in those and like hanging them up in my closet. And I would get, you know, three or four of them. And the first time I actually got a good harvest, I had a two ball T eight. It was not even a T five, it was a T eight. And like two or three of those, you know, CFL lights. And um, that's when I got a pretty good yield out of that green crack. It was actually pretty good. And that's the stuff that they ended up taking from us too, whenever the, the cops raided us. They ended up taking that stuff. So, but now I've, after that, I've got um, it's. Um, not a Mars Hydro, but it's another one of the cheaper brands of LEDs, and it was like the Blurple. I got one of those, and I never really did anything real great with it. Like, it always seemed to burn my stuff. Like, it would burn, and I never could figure it out. I always thought it was the nutrients, and I would cut back, uh, you know, and, like, I never could get it right, so I quit using it, and I ended up getting a couple other little LEDs, like, and now the one I got is, um, I can't remember what it's called. It was pretty cheap, though, but it's like, 
it's got the uh, the Samsung diodes and stuff. It, I'm LED now. It's and it's got like two fins that I can kind of um, I can kind of put in different directions and stuff. You can kind of angle them. So I'm wanting to put my tent up in my basement. I've got a big basement now, and I want to put my four by four. I haven't put my tent up yet. I just got my what I got started. I got them started in my closet right now, and I just got like a one of the little like the little panel LEDs. Yeah, I got it in there with it right now. But um, I'm wanting to put that other one up. I did have it. I do got a T5 also. But I don't know if I want to put it up or put the LED up or if there'll be room for both of them. Probably not because the T5 I got like a 12 bulb or something. And the 10 I got is only a 4x4. Four four. So I'm sure it's going to take up a lot of room. But definitely going into the LEDs. I definitely like the LEDs. I like where they're at. I just don't like how expensive they are. And hopefully over the years, they'll start coming down in price. And we can start seeing them. I mean, which they have. You can get them for a lot less than you could before. And, uh, you know, you control the spectrum a lot better now than you could before. And they're definitely coming a long way. They're just they're still up there a little bit though to get the good ones, but I don't have any trouble with the one I got. Like I say, the the, the last row of the GMO punch, it was under that new light I got, and I did good with it. So uh, I'll probably stick with it a couple more rounds until I have to get a new one or something, or until I you know I get another tent. Because just like everybody else, I'm sure I'll try to expand eventually. <laughs> Everybody's all, you know, you're always like, oh, I got a little bit more room over here. I could probably throw another little tin up over here. This tent's very big, that's for sure, man. A little bit, I've, I'm in Tent City, or wasn't a Tent City at one point over here, for sure. Well, they're easy to control the environment in, you know? It's like, it's a lot easier to control the environment in a tent than it is just in a like open room or whatever, but especially like in a closet. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And then the other point of benefit to that is if one area starts to uh, get uh, to be a problem, it's hopefully and usually contained to that one area before it's a full scale yeah. problem. Yep. What's the chances yeah, on uh, I think a lot of it. Yeah, well, what's the chances on a bathroom break? Pardon me, brother. What's the chances on taking a bathroom break real quick? Can we do that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah give me, go give me go. Let me run to the bathroom real quick. Hey, yeah, no problem, man. All right. Cheers, everybody in chat. Mr. Chad Westport, 710 Kind of Sewer Who else we got here? Rob Clamp. Uh, Detroit River Rat. Cheers, everybody. We just 207. How are you doing, Angus? Beckett just popped into chat. Fuck tents. Two by four panda film. Uh man, tents aren't that bad. Angus. Justin Bean, cheers to you as well. 
Yeah, I had to even it up. No camera. You know, he's coming from a red state, so fair and fair. I hate to be the only thing on screen, so I decided to do an audio only this evening. So, cheers to all you guys. Hopefully, you guys keep that fine. How you guys doing? Cheers to CJ Apple. I just see pop off. How you guys doing? What are you guys smoking there in chat? Do you have any questions? Now is the time to go ahead and throw them up in chat. <laughs> Cheers, Bruce Jenner's spam can. Tease you guys in these names. What the hell? How you guys doing? How you guys doing anything special this weekend? Cheers, Red Phil, smoking that blue line pie. How you doing, my friend? Shove a rocket over your head. Ah, all right. Cheers to you. <laughs> Gotta love some of these folks in chat. Can a man, Dan? That's another one, another newer one. How you doing? Hillbilly Grower, cheers to you. Smoke, he's smoking some G13 times triangle kush. Sounds delicious. CJ smoking on that platinum cake. Also very good choice. Angus, jelly bean, 45 micron. Mm. Sounds good as well. Been a pretty good day for me here in northern Michigan. I've had Nice little trip around the lake. Watched a little bit of uh, fireworks earlier in the evening, just before the show. Uh, Aldridge, 25. Cheers. Who are, who's the fight guys in chat? Cheers, Miss Cass. Uh, who are the fight guys in chat? Who, who, what the fuck is going on? Throw me a link. Throw me a link to where I can watch the final bout. I want to watch Izzy kick some ass tonight. <laughs> What's up, Captain 420? How you doing? Southern BT Roa. So big stuff. Nice. He seems to be a very smart dude. Kind of reading chat here a little bit. Hey, Nova. What's up? I wish you could give me the link, too. Oh, man. I want to watch. I want to watch. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. I had to go get something to drink. No worries, my friend. No worries. So I'm going to ask you the same thing I just asked Do you have what do you got going for this uh, Fourth of July holiday weekend? Any special fun plans this weekend? Well. Unfortunately, I've been I got sick the uh, beginning of last week and was sick pretty much all week and 
Now my kids are sick. I don't know if it's the COVID or why, but I mean, you know, I can even go and get tested, to be honest with you. But we all come up with something. So I'm hoping they're at least better by the time, you know, 4th of July. And uh, at least we can go see some fireworks or something. But I was wanting to try to take them to a theme park somewhere or something and maybe try to get them on some roller coasters because we haven't, they haven't ever done that. And they're at the age now where they can enjoy it. You know, so I'm wanting to try to do that. I don't want to say too much about like what theme park or anything because I don't want to give up my locale. <laughs> but, uh, but I was hoping to get something like that done. Maybe, maybe next week we can. Because I did take vacation for two weeks. Uh, so that was a good thing that I got sick during my vacation, I guess, even though it sucks being sick during vacation. At least I didn't have to work sick. Can you share what you do? Uh, that probably would give up. Uh, that probably would be a kind of a give up a locale, too, to what I do, unfortunately. <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I'll put it this way. I'm in the auto industry. <laughs> What's your Detroit? Huh? I said, What's your Detroit? No. <laughs> you know, I'm in the anymore. Shit. <laughs> They gave up on Detroit. It sucks for Detroit, but that's sad but true. <laughs> is, there still, is there still any manufacturing that goes on in Detroit? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I think the Ford headquarters is still there but I don't know I, I doubt it yeah I don't know if they would build anything around the headquarters either if that's just like their main offices you know what I mean right I know uh, I've lived near most of my life there and uh, what was the automobile industry has just left uh Empty parking lots and yeah, yeah empty buildings, of old buildings. Yeah, well, I guess those places for all the homeless that they've left behind to crash in. People not having jobs, becoming homeless. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just damn shame. They send everything overseas. And, you know, it's, uh, or even like you know, up to Canada or whatever, take the job out of the U.S. to make it cheaper. Ain't, ain't anything cheap now, though, so I don't know. I know Trump was trying to bring businesses back is what he kept saying. Like, he was trying to open up the steel uh, production back in America and stuff like that, but I don't you know, I, I don't really get into politics because, to me, it's... um. They're all just puppets and just do what the rich people want them to do anyway. And, like, I don't even know if our voting even matters. Like, 
everybody says, well, you got to vote or definitely don't matter. And then I'm like, well, did the majority of people really vote for Biden? Like, really? Like, this guy can't even talk. But we didn't have any choices. That was the thing. Like, who do you choose when they give you no choices? Well, there's no competent choice to choose from. What do you do? (laughs) Like, flip a coin. (laughs) I don't know. Politics and government just frustrate me. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's for sure. So do you grow uh, other things? Do you grow uh, a budgie garden? Are you honing your uh, your skills in another way until you can throw things out there? You grow a budgie garden? Yeah, I have grown some uh, vegetables and stuff. Like I'm growing peppers and tomatoes and stuff. And like I say, I want to get a bigger garden. This year I don't have much. I got a few plants, but I want to make a bigger garden next year because I just moved into this house. I want to plant a little bit bigger garden. I want to maybe try to do some hugel culture beds or something like that. You know what I mean? Outside and uh, you know start getting into something like that for my uh, you know to grow all our own vegetables and stuff like that in at least enough for me and my my boys to eat on and throughout the year. Start getting into canning and stuff like that. But you know, like back in the old days, like. I remember when I was little, like, if you didn't have a cellar full of, like, cans, like, you know what I mean? Like, the mason jars with everything in it, like, you wasn't doing it right. Like, everybody I knew back in the day had cellars and full freaking, you know, whatever. They had potatoes stacked in the cellar and cans, tomatoes, cans, corn, cans of peppers, everything, you know what I mean? Back in the day, everybody always done that. We've gone out of all that because I guess where societies went to needing two people to work most of the time, and it's harder for families to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, so people just got out of it, and it's easier to just go to the grocery store if you work all the time. It's easier to just go to the grocery store and pick up everything already ready for you, or just buy food out to eat. Lots of people just turned to doing that. Everybody's lost the ways that it used to be. But at the same time, all it does is hurt you because then you got to spend more money doing it that way. And if you just grew it yourself. So that's what I want to do is start grow stuff myself and save money that way. Being a single parent will definitely help me out. Hell yeah, I, I definitely agree, and I like your approach. To me, you know, even even if in the scenario you described where, you know, everybody's running in different directions and working because everything's so expensive these days, it would be nice, especially with all the digital bullshit that we've kind of hinted to, to mm-hmm. just, you know, <laughs> at that time, they would go, well, you know what? This weekend we're canning. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. families together, we're gonna be together. Throw your cell phones down. We're gonna be cooking and canning. Yeah, it's a family weekend, so it's nice to you know. <laughs> yeah, you remember doing that? <laughs> you ever had pot beans and shut corn and stuff like that? Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Yeah, we used to do that. Definitely. 
be popping beans, shucking corn. Yeah. My kids used to eat corn, but man, I you as far as being popping beans, man, green beans are the fucking best out of the garden. That's my favorite uh, oh yeah garden food right definitely. Fresh green beans, Maybe ain't soon. nothing like it. Put some big old piece of bacon in there and fry them up with the bacon grease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the way I like uh-huh. to do it. I guess run for their money. I, I like some fresh garden cherry tomatoes, too. They really make yeah. it into the house. Yeah. Yeah, I got a bunch of those growing right now, too. The, the grape ones, the grape tomato cherries, they're all about the same, I guess, but they do have different names, like cherry and grape, but they're all pretty much the same, you know, the little tiny ones. I don't know what the difference is, but they do have different names for them. They do taste a little different. I think the grapes are a little bit well, a different shape, obviously, but uh, a little bit sweeter. Yeah, of a tomato and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've got some uh, some Carolina Reapers growing and some habaneros growing. So I'll use that for some chili, you know, make some big old spicy pots of chili with that. That'll be our winter time food this this year. This coming winter. With some nice uh, peppers for the chili. I thought about trying to take them grape tomatoes and make ketchup out of it because my kids eat a lot of ketchup. And uh, I just noticed somebody doing that the other day, like making homemade ketchup. And that's what they used was like. The little, I don't know if it was the grape or the cherry tomatoes, but they were using some of the little ones and making their own ketchup out of it. So I thought about trying to do it. Maybe that'll be something I'll try to do with some of them. I dig it. I dig it. You know, it's fucking one of the things I've been trying to tell my kids too, man. They, my oldest trying to get me back to the city. I mean, I keep telling her, man, you're, you're going ass backwards. Everybody else trying to get the fuck out of the city. Yeah. Uh, yeah you're trying to me back. Yeah, buying a house is hard right now, man. Like, everybody wants to go to the country, and the house market's crazy for anything like in the country. Any kind of acreage and anything like that, you're going to spend a lot of money right now. You know, I think it's, you know, it, it's very true, this statement that we're talking about there, people trying to get out to the country. I think it's really coincidental, the, the more push that, you know, the powers that be try to push us more and more to the digital age and the hustle and bustle of, you know, Wi-Fi and just everything that goes with, you know, the digital age. Yeah. So many people are pushing back. Going, man, I just want to be out in the country. Yeah, so push it back against it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think lots it's of, uh, lots of us don't want this, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind having the access to it, but like, I don't want it to rule my life. I want to be able to be back to the, the, you know, back back to the earth a little bit and, and I'll be able to go out and 
stick my feet in the dirt and get back to nature a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't don't spend no time outside, man, it's not good for you. You need that vitamin D, and you need to be able to have some of that outside time. And, you know, it's hard to do in the city. And, you know what I mean? Like, you can't really when you're in the big city. It ain't. It, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same as being out in the country. It's a whole different life. Putting your feet on the pavement or on the concrete ain't like putting your feet in the dirt. Yeah, I had the, the luxury of growing up in the country, if you want to call it luxury. At the time, I thought it sucked, you know, when I was a kid. I, I always was like, man, I would hate living out here. You know, I wish we lived up in the city where all my friends are and, and all this stuff. And I used to would ride my bike for miles to go to my friend's house and up in the city and hang out in the city and stuff with my friends. And like, now that I'm older, I'm like, man, I had it made. <laughs> I had it made back then, you know, like it, it seemed rough at the time because we definitely didn't grow up with a lot of money, but. Uh, now I realize that money ain't what make what the true meaning of happiness is anymore. Yeah, very true. Very true. It's just a sad part of life, the some some of the money aspect of life. Yeah. I'd much rather barter for shit that I need and live a simple life. <laughs> yeah. Well, do like what I'm talking about with a little garden. If everybody had like little garden and could trade stuff off, you know. And if I'm growing tomatoes and peppers, and you know the guy over here is growing, you know, corn and green beans, and you know what I mean. And the next guy over here is growing, you know, broccoli and spinach or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, and everybody just trade with each other, and you know, just that's how we did growing up too. Like. My parents, they um, they always would do, uh, you know, pigs every year. And then we had a neighbor that always raised cattle. And so, like, every year when we would do the slaughter, and, like, they would always, you know, trade off. Like, we would give them some a bunch of pork, and they'd give us a bunch of beef. Uh, it was, you know, it worked out that way for us. Uh, I don't know. It's just a different time, man. It's a different way of life back then. Made things simpler, that's for sure. Yeah, I definitely, again, back to the kind of kids things. I feel sorry for the way they grow up in these age. I, I grew up in the same type of setting out in the country where the fucking my parents eh, they gave a shit but they didn't give a shit you know what i mean there was yeah times were a lot later, as long as you were home by dinner or by the time it got dark that you know you were good yeah. <laughs> you were hurt you know what I mean? you were you're good yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, i know like um once i got to a certain age like say like they let me do whatever I want, pretty much. I, I don't know if it was because I had two older brothers and they kind of wore warm out or what, but like, once I was up like 15 and 16, I, you know, as long as they knew I was 
safe as long as I would call them, you know, and be like, hey, I'm good, I'm here, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, as long as I check in with them, heck, sometimes I'll be gone weeks at a time. It's all good. But if I, if they knew that I was supposed to be coming home, then yeah, I better be home around dinner time, especially when I was younger. Like, you know, you better be home at dinner time when it gets dark. Oh, even, even at that. Didn't want to be out too much after dark because I lived up a dirt road and that, it was scary as hell walking up that dirt road when you're a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get home before dark. Look, man, I just walked live, not not necessarily live on air. Everybody else was live on air, but I went. On- to my truck to grab a, a photo book there. I walked right into fucking this fucking thing I had set out there. It was so fucking dark I didn't even see it. I didn't even <laughs> see it. I fucking ran into my truck. <laughs> <laughs> Just walked right into your truck, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. It gets black dark out here. I mean like you yeah no 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 nothing. You can't even see your hand in front of your face out here sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely. If like Especially when it's cloudy out in the woods, you know. If you live out in the country and it gets like cloudy at night or the moon, the moon ain't out or nothing. Shoot. It'll get pitch black. Or if it's like real country and it's like where I grew up, like my road, it was covered with trees. Like once it was summertime, you know, there were, even if the moon was out, it was still dark going up the road because it was so much trees. On both sides of the road, that it covered everything. So, like, I got real good at like knowing where I was at on the road and like dodging the mud puddles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know I'm coming up on this big mud puddle, so I got to get over on this side of the road. Uh, you know, it was definitely uh, it was a challenge to get up through there without getting my feet muddy <laughs> or not trip over something. Stumble over your own feet in the dark. Yeah, we're definitely, I can relate. There was a large piece of land behind where I lived, and uh, I had nothing, (laughs) nothing back there except there's a a, a nice sized pond where we could fish and shit like that. But as long as we were seen headed down that trail, you know what I mean? We were good yeah. for the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't do that with the kids these days, man. I don't know if it's the internet scare, but man, it's just can't let them go like this these days. Oh too no, many, too much for. Yeah, it's crazy out there now. Like, I worry about my kids still, and they're like, you know, like I said, they're teenagers now, like. It ain't going to be too long before they're adult. If you consider 18 an adult, it ain't going to be too much longer and they're going to be adult. You know? I don't, I don't know if now that I'm older, if I really consider 18 adult, but, you know, that's how society looks at it. When you're 18, you're an adult now, I guess. So, um, yeah, yeah, which, uh, end, which end you're at? Because I yeah, remember... Nowadays, I'm like, yeah, 18. Yeah, no, 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 no. But you're, you're on the other side of that. You're 18. I'm a fucking adult. God damn it. I don't yeah. know everything. 
Yeah, exactly. I used to couldn't wait to be an adult. Now I'm like, man, adulting sucks. I wish I was a kid again. <laughs> they don't know how they good they got it when they're kids, you know? None of us did. I think that so big kid at heart with some yeah. responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, a big kid with a bunch of responsibilities, huh? <laughs> I try yeah, to stay in that heart. Yeah, yeah. So it keeps us young, right? I was just talking to a guy at the gas station today, like just a random stranger. I started talking to him and he was talking about he was getting ready to go to his uh, neighbor's 90th birthday party. And he, I guess he's got a big farm or whatever. And he's like, yeah, he still gets out and works the farm and everything. And he's like, yeah, that's what keeps you going, man. You know, like you gotta, you gotta stay in that mentality of go, go, go and keep working and all that stuff. And if you don't, that's what, that's when you die. You know what I mean? Like he's 90 years old and still kicking it around, you know? Still taking care of the farm. Yeah, that, that is the, I, I agree with you. That is the key, man. Once you stop, it's, it's time to die. I think that's in a few songs, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you got to keep moving. When you're 90, that's one thing I was uh, listening to uh, the Cottonmouth Kings earlier today. Talking, they were talking about, I'm going to smoke weed till the day I die. You'll find me up in the old folks' home still smoking on a pipe. If, if you make it to that 90, you're still going to be smoking that weed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he'd be smoking as heavy as he was. But, uh, up until that point, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know if you'll be a heavy user at ninety, Eagle. We'll see. <laughs> I'll be. I guess uh, I'll be proud if I can still smoke a bowl at ninety. If I'm still smoking a bowl once a day, I'll be. I'll, I'll still call myself a stoner. <laughs> right. Well, you always be a stoner no matter what. You know, once a stoner, you're always a stoner, really. Once a weed nerd, you're always a weed nerd, really, I think. Like, no matter what, even though, like with my situation where I take breaks and stuff, like where I ain't got none right now, I'm not using it right now. Like, I, I still consider myself a weed nerd. And I, it's not that I've gave it up, it's just I've had to take a break. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just on a break. I'll be back. It'll definitely be back. It'll definitely be a part of my life again. It'll always be a part of my life, I think. Maybe when you get older, yeah. that's more when you start needing the edibles, you know what I'm saying? When you start appreciating the edibles more. But like I was saying earlier about, I, I felt more pain relief whenever I tried the edible, you know? So maybe when you get older, it won't be so much of smoking as it will be an edible type of thing. And, uh, it's kind of weird it's been almost like uh like when you buy a car and you notice that in particular car 
all around town when you hadn't seen it prior. Yeah. And I think that same situation is going on with me and cannabis right now. And I'm having to slowly shut down the grow and going through the transition <laughs> phase. I, I'm hearing more and more stories of other people like you, me, myself, you, you, myself, and others, there we go, that are having to, you know, shut things down temporarily too and it's been you know in a small way very comforting knowing that i'm not the only one <laughs> having to turn off some and <laughs> yeah. go through the transition it happens to the best of us you know you make plans that's whenever you mess things up when you make plans legally you know that's how it works for me when i make plans it always ends up messing up so i just go with the flow I'm trying not to plan too much out. I just end up going with the flow. Every time I make plans, it ends up something ends up messing them up. Or every time, like when something gets to where it's too good, you know, back like back in the day, you get a real good connect and you're like, man, this is the best connect. Man, he's got the best stuff for the best prices. But in the back of your head, you're always like, well, you know, it ain't going to last forever. You know what I mean? Every good thing comes to an end sooner or later, it seems like. One door closes, another one opens. Lately, I must admit, man, as them doors are closing, the ones that are opening have been uh, bigger, nicer rooms. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. I'm very happy about the doors that are opening up for me lately, 100%. Yeah, so see, it might be a good thing what's happening, you know what I'm saying? At first, everybody, I think, hates changes, and you're always reluctant to change, and you always think, man, everything's getting screwed up because it's got to change, but then, like, if you really get back and once things start to pan out and iron yourself out, then you're like, you know what? This change ended up being a, a good thing. You know what I mean? It ended up being I'm better than I was before. So, hopefully, Please, things, uh, hopefully things will work out for you, and that's how it'll work for you. Hopefully everything will pan out, and you'll be able to be even better than it was before. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, I listen to a lot of motivational shit for multi reasons. I just like the fires. Sometimes that stuff, that, you know, motivational stuff and philosophy, you know, some of it's better than coffee at sometimes. (laughs) You know, like a fire under your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, one of the best stories I like is uh, Rock Story. When he talks about you know going up into Canada to be a to play football and he gets hurt and he's getting sent home with the the eight dollars in his pocket and he says sometimes you know the dreams you had and the failures that you know that don't happen sometimes are the best things that ever happened in your life. Yeah, that door closed on. They open up the door that opened for him though. You know what I mean. He's one of the most famous people in the world now. Everybody knows the rock around the globe. 
So uh, you, know, you never know what that going to contain behind it. I I don't know like how much uh, of uh, I believe in like God and stuff like that, but you know I like to think of myself as a spiritual type person. I don't I'm not like a church type person. I'm not big on the Bible or anything like that, but I do believe in like karma and you know like making your own luck and stuff like that. Like you know you hang out with the wrong crowd, you end up being in the wrong situation type of thing. You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of, you got a little bit of control over your destiny, but if you stay on a good path, like no matter what, what happens, it's always going to end up, you know, becoming a good thing. That's, that's how I like to look at things. You know, I try to keep a positive outlook on everything. So, uh, yeah, you seem like a very positive person, and I got to give you some uh, some credit for that again as well through this conversation. Uh, you definitely had a, a positive outlook on everything you've talked about. So if things change, do you ever do you see yourself uh, ever trying to uh, make a move into cannabis in one way or another? You know, whenever I first uh, started, thing you know like knowing that i was gonna have to move and i was really considering like moving to michigan or somewhere illegal and uh starting to try to get into the cannabis industry like maybe uh you know start trying to get in somewhere just as a helper or start you know what i mean like try to get in with somebody else's business just to learn you know more of a you know a big scale type of operation you know and um it didn't end up panning out because you, you kind of get stuck in some in some situations like like where I'm a single dad and I got a pretty decent job and make pretty good money, so it's hard to leave that 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 money that I know is there for uncertainty. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I've stayed in 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 this state, even though it's still a red state. Uh, I would love to be more involved in like the industry and then if things opened up to where it was legal here and I could get you know uh, some kind of job in the industry that would be pretty cool I would definitely like to do that but you know as long as I can keep myself happy it's it's nothing that I have to do you know what I'm saying as long as I can keep myself well and the people around me that you know I help I do help some people around me whenever I'm doing it you know, some of my family members, uh, you know, as long as we can keep things down for us, you know what I mean? I'll be good with that. It don't have to happen, but it's something I, I'm pretty sure everybody that starts growing has thought about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, it'd be cool to work in, you know, a big, big grow, have a big, you know, be a head grower or something like that. But it's also, um, it's a lot of responsibility. And if you're playing with somebody else's money, then you better know what you're doing. And I, I, I'm not, I don't know if I have the confidence in myself to want to take on that much responsibility under somebody else's money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, if, if, if something messes up and fails in my garden, then 
you know, it is what it is, you know, but if I was, uh, you know, under somebody else's money in a big garden, I messed something up, then, you know, I, I not, not only would I probably lose my job, but I would just feel terrible about it, you know, so, I don't know, who knows what the future holds, like you said, like I was saying, like we just talking about, one door closes, another one opens, you never know what the future holds, but, I'm content where I'm at, though. I just I wish I didn't have my shoulder doing I didn't mean to cut you off, really. No, you're good. I just said I just wish I didn't have to look over my shoulder doing it, you know? Yeah. I hope them days are... Uh... Very limited for it, my friend. It, again, man, in this day and age, man, I can't believe there is even red states in the United States. You know what I mean? It's, I know. It blows. Yeah, especially with all, like, the new evidence coming out as far as how it does help people medically. Like, you think that they would at least make the DEA put it to, you know, the level two or whatever to where they could do, you know, medical testing on it, you know, out in the open. And, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you think that they would make it a little bit more lenient, but I, I don't know. Hopefully those days are coming. I know there's always bills getting put in the, you know, the House and the Senate and everything, people trying to get it passed. You know, but hopefully sooner or later it will. There's just a lot of big money pushing like against it. Well, I think once the big money gets behind it, even though, like I said, I'm worried about what happens with that. But I think once they they figure out how big corporations like Marlboro and stuff like that and the pharmaceutical companies can get more behind it, I think once that happens, it's going to open up more. <laughs> I'm just worried about the home growth situation when that happens. Me too. Me too. And I think that's why the lack in uh, scheduling right now, to be honest with you, I think it's it would give us too much time to organize and prepare our dreams as little guys to where I think uh, the big cash people would rather see it instantaneous yeah. and no surprise to them probably already half set up just waiting for it you know what I mean yeah I've seen reports about where Marlboro I think and um, a couple other big companies have already like started investing money into um, you know going towards the uh, market I don't know what states or anything like that, or maybe if it's a Canada thing, because I know where Canada's legal, but I, I don't know where at, but I know I've seen like, you know, some kind of articles where there's some big corporations like that that are starting to put money into it. So, you know, once they once they get to where they can do it, then, then I think they'll push for the federal government to, you know, open it up more. What, like I said, I just, just don't know if they'll they'll push it towards the side to where it's got to be, you know, the big corporations that are allowed to do it and not so much the home grower. 
Oh, you bet your ass on that. That's you know they've lost yeah. too much money. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They want to everybody to be able to do it themselves. Right, man. Which I yeah, mean, not everybody guy. wants to though. You know, not not everybody wants to to do it. You know, lots of people like the convenience of being able. If it, you know, if it was like cigarettes, there's tons of people I'm sure that would just love the convenience of just being able to go and pick up a pack of. 20 joints, you know what I mean? And not every one of them. But I'm sure there's also a lot of people that would be like, well, if it's legal, then I'm going to start growing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I've heard that too, uh, Mr. Uh, Ken Cooper, who hangs out around the show and the chance yeah. and stuff was on saying that uh, I'm pretty sure it was Marlboro he, he was pointing the finger at was yeah. uh, trying to buy the grocery stores in his area because they like the vibe you know what I mean yeah. and uh, yeah itself I don't think you can buy you can buy the <laughs> you can buy everything else but I don't think the vibe comes with it so <laughs> right yeah, I know they're trying to they're trying to get into it. Uh, there's lots of money in it, and they know it. So, and I mean, they're already set up for it. Really, I mean, they already got all the me- mechanics to, to do pre rolls. If they got if they got the okay to make it, you know, uh, cannabis instead of tobacco, all they got to do is switch the product they're putting into. You know what I'm saying? Like. It would be an overnight thing for them. They'd be like, well, we're going to take this facility and this facility and start processing cannabis instead of tobacco. Boom. There you go. It would be an easy transition for them. But the only thing that would be hard for them, I think, is having the quality, you know, product at a, at a large scale. That's another thing that I think they're they're looking to uh, as far as you know getting into the business. Like they want to make sure they can have a consistent large quantity of product, you know. And all of us know that it's marijuana. Probably you know cannabis is not as consistent as tobacco when you go to grow it. It's not not the same. At least in my experience, like every every time I've grown, it's always something different. It can be kind of the same, but you know, as far as like training your plants and stuff like that, like it's it's always a little something different about every one of them. Even if it's the same strain, like something's going to be a little different about every plant. It seems like. Isn't that why tobacco or cigarettes are a blend? these days to kind of for consistency purposes probably probably so yeah that way they just get everything and blend it all together huh yeah so there's no difference in bads to bads I think they blend yeah for that reason Dark days when it comes to that for cannabis. <laughs> Dark days. Yeah. 
Yeah, who wants just a bland bland? <laughs> you know, like no, no, no. I don't, I don't want that. On the fun side of that, though, uh, we did that a little bit here in Michigan uh, back in like 2008 when we first became legal. I started uh, help start uh, what we called at the time. Uh, the CRI, the Cannabis Research Institute. And we were pretty much one of the first dispos to like spark, you know, open their doors. And uh, we actually had like a, a farmer's market even way back then. The whole dream, uh, the city of Clio shut that shit down Quick, within uh... a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, within a year, there was town, there was town meeting after town meeting after town meeting. Uh, one point, the the local uh, officers would sit in the parking lot across the street to intimidate, you know, both uh, customers and growers coming in to table their goods. They knew what was going on in there, but there was plenty of days. And we left that place thinking, man, they, they watched us leave with our backpacks and shit. You know what I mean? We were like, oh, yeah. today could be the day. Yeah, it's but, today uh, the day they're going to follow me out and pull me over. Fair enough. But what I guess I'm getting, long story I'm getting to is uh, back when we were doing the farmer's market there, we would do what we call the, the Turkish blend or the house blend. And that would be like, you know, as we sold our jars, you know, because we it was made basically more grams back then. You know yeah. what I mean? People come in, you know, a couple of this, a couple of that. So you'd end up with, you know, little bits of, you know, shit in the bottom of your jars, little nugs, and uh, we dump those all into the bigger jar and give it a shake, shake, yeah. shake, shake, and call that the, the Turkish that's, blend that's or the, the house blend. blend. Uh, yeah. The house blend. <laughs> yeah, we used yeah, to the jar would empty before a lot of other shit. Obviously, and it's marked down, but people didn't mind. People love that shit. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah, we would do that too. Like whenever we would, uh, you know, get large quantities, and then you end up with like a bunch of like little tiny buds and like a lot of shaking the bottom. You end up keeping that. You know what I mean? Because everybody, when you're whenever you're getting rid of it, people want the nice nugs and stuff. So you end up collecting like two or three of these bags of, of little tiny buds and a bunch of shaking. You just put it all together, you know. <laughs> Like that's that's just a blend of four or five different kinds, you know, four or five different kinds I've had. I miss those days. I really do the backpack days. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you could you know see somebody like my age back then with a backpack. You knew <laughs> you knew you go caregiver not especially if you could hear the clink of the glass always would yeah. bring a smile like I know what he's got <laughs> like I know that old guy ain't going to school with that backpack <laughs> I remember at one point uh, 
dropping my truck off uh, to the transmission shop and uh, having to pull, you know, pulling my backpack out and fucking sitting in the waiting lobby there and seeing another guy. Same shit, man. Pulling pull there with his backpack. He goes up and throws it next to the fucking in the chair next to him. That's all you hear is clink, 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 clink. What's your road, brother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do a little trading. <laughs> we sat there that fucking two hours just talking weed that fucking lobby. It was a pretty fun day. It's crazy, like, you know, the people that you meet throughout your lifetime that you never would expect either, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's sort of like if you met Bingus, like, outside of, you know, the chat rooms and, and everything, like, if you met him out in the world, like, you might never think that he would be that type of person, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just don't, he don't look like the typical stoner, you know what I mean? And so it's just crazy, like to to think about it, and then you're like, you realize, like, I bet you there's so many more people that you know enjoy cannabis than anybody realizes. You know, it's, it's crazy. That's the best part of the dispos anymore. Not that you'll see me in there, but I do love to see. You know, the diversity, yeah, of, uh, people, these yeah, see, in every kind of person, you know what I mean, young, old, you know, short, tall, this, this color, that color, whatever, you know, everybody, it's something that brings every race, every, you know, age, it brings everybody together, you know what I mean. It's cool. That's that's one of the things I've always, even like I was saying, like with the beginning of my journey into cannabis, like it was something that it made me comfortable being around all these other people, and you know, it, it brings you together. You know, let's let's get in a circle and smoke one. You know what I mean? Like it helps you to meet new people in life and make those connections. It always did. It was always one of those things that. You know, you know when you get in that crowd, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a look, you know? It always was, like, a look. You know, you get, like, you were saying, you give the nod or whatever, like, what's up? Like, I know you're a smoker, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it's just, it's a family, you know? It's the way nerd world. (laughs) I definitely, I definitely agree. I used to work for a kid that wouldn't, uh, wouldn't hire anybody that didn't smoke weed for safety purposes. For safety purposes. <laughs> yeah. Just have I a safe <laughs> Well, man, you know, yeah, we always had our safety meetings. And a lot I there. know you've had some safety <laughs> meetings in construction. I know y'all had some safety meetings. <laughs> this went up and down because at that point uh, he was he was talking about most of his business was uh, roofing. He was you know doing a lot of roofing, and he said, "Man, nine times out of ten, the first guy to fucking walk off or roof or hurt himself is the dude not smoking. He's not smoking. He's a lot higher than motherfuckers." You gotta get high to get high. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get high to get high, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, I can see the uh, rationality in it. You said it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that, yeah. You got to get your nerves coming back <laughs> a little bit before you go up there, have your safety meeting, you know, and then you can get up there and do your job. Don't, you don't think about it. You don't think about the falling off when you're high. You, know? <laughs> you just think about that. Let me get my work done. Yeah, I've done some of that stuff too, the construction work. I never was big on the roofing, but I've, I've definitely uh, been on some roofs. I definitely have. <clears throat> I got out of that and started getting into auto mechanics and stuff. You know, keep my feet on the ground. I didn't have to get up in those roofs and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite quotes from that cat, man. He actually passed me a joint while we were sitting on a super high rope when he said that shit. He got, yeah, yeah. That would be pretty. Yep. That's a good one. <laughs> I, I learned a shit from the trades from that gentleman. And, uh, he was an awesome teacher. Uh, good dude. Good dude. Yeah, is, uh, I don't people. think people go in amongst shit that gets done with safety meetings, you know, <laughs> through the day. Yeah. Yeah, most of most people that I've met that are laborers like that are good people, you know. It's uh, it's when you get up to the people that's got a lot of money that you start finding the assholes and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like most regular people that, that have regular, you know, working jobs, a working man, a blue collar man. Most all all people like that you meet are all pretty down to earth. It seems like to me. You don't really start seeing assholes until you start, you know, getting around the rich people. And I mean, even some of those are cool. I'm not going to say all rich people are assholes, but you see more assholes when you're dealing with rich people than you do when you're dealing with laborers, you know, general, general type of public. At least in my experience. Oh no, you you're dead on. You're dead on. That's the way I've I've seen it as well. And it really gets to me uh, in a lot in a lot of aspects because of them the people that uh, it's easy for them to put you off. Oh, I was busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about me, Chief. I wasn't busy working two jobs, taking care of family, running a show. Yeah. You know. Oh, I meant to. Put I meant to get you a checkout to you, but I was busy. Like, oh, I just did this job for you. I need paid. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had yeah, that. I think, you know, we're all just, time's the most valuable thing we have. And, you know, to say that your time's more valuable than my time is uh, a, definitely a sore spot with me. You know, it yeah. is the most valuable time thing that we do have. And it's just some of us choose to waste it, and some of us view it for the most valuable thing that we have. Yeah, <laughs> get, try to get the most out of it. 
and it's very undervalued by the wealthy people. They don't realize. That, I mean, I'm sure that, that they uh, enjoy their time, but they don't realize how much is using up all our time. You know, the the working class. They don't know how much it gets under our skin. You know, what I'm saying like, man, y'all better start paying me the right wages for what I'm doing for y'all. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like you said, it's kind of a sore spot. Yeah, as I get older, that sore spot's more, more and more. Uh, yeah, because your body's yeah. hurting from all the work you've done all your life. You know what I mean? You get older, you're like, yeah. I've been working for other people all my life, wasting all my time doing stuff for other people, you know, to survive. Yeah, I know the feeling, brother. That's just how it goes, though, I guess. Live and learn. Live and learn. Good advice. <laughs> At least good. now you're in a point of your life where you know how valuable your time is. And you can, like, you know, I've heard you talk about it before. You can kind of work when you want to. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to put as much work into and I was getting by. Of course, I don't know your current situation totally. I know you've been going through some stuff with your house and everything, and you know, so did I, which makes me have to worry about working more too. But you know, uh, that's why everybody wants us to get to a point in life to where they can choose when they work. You know what I'm saying? Right on. Right on. Yeah, you know, that's another thing, too, is, uh, you know, I've come across a lot of this shit and gotten older, man. I used to, like, not want to say no, but these days, man, I, I say no, no more than I ever have in my life because I just yeah. don't want to waste time. That bullshit that, you know, um, yep. isn't as important as I thought it one maybe once was or I just yep. don't see the value of that shit. Anymore, like, no, I'm I'm not doing that. Wasting my life doing that no more. I'm not hurting myself for that no more. I'm not doing that no more. Yeah, like I say, live and learn. <laughs> Too bad we didn't learn earlier in life, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, I I ponder that shit too. You know. The same thing. We're back to the, you know, us looking at the 18-year-old and going, you're not on the phone yet. Do you think, you know, if we, you knew everything you knew now at 18, you know what I mean? Uh, it would change the course of some things. Some things I think we're just made to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah. So it has a, a bigger value to it when we learn it. Here's the problem, like, when you change one thing, though, you know, what else is it going to affect, like, you know, because I don't want to change the fact of my kids, you know what I mean, like, I love my kids to death, and I, I you know, as much of the headache they can be, like, you know, I wouldn't ever want to change the fact of uh, having them, you know, and I just don't know if I changed something before that, would I still have ended up being in the position I was at that time and having the children, you know? So it's like, yeah, can you really, could you really go back and change it and, and not affect the other things in your life that you're proud of 
being who you are now. You know what I'm saying? It was uh, the kids that showed me the value in life, man. Up until yeah. my first child, man, everything was reckless. They, you know, I don't give a shit if there was a tomorrow, yeah. you know. Yeah, fast, fast. I had to hold that first baby in my arms, and I wanted to slow everything down. <laughs> Look yeah, at it, you can full circle, brother. You know, uh, with the yeah. grandkid. Setting that fucking, holding that grandkid, chasing my arms, man, definitely kind of, you know, made me reevaluate and appreciate and same thing. I want to slow everything down. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, years. Damn, <laughs> enough to make it to 80. Holy shit, I don't like these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big one for me. I haven't I haven't experienced yet the grandpa thing. You know, I do have like they my my kids do have some older siblings. Then one of them does have a kid. So, uh, but I don't I don't I don't get to you know hang out with them a lot because of you know the whole situation with my kid's mom and like I don't know it's uh. It's a tender situation, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when I, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It's it's rough. But one day, one day, I'll, I'm sure I, with these one of these boys will, will make me a grandpa. So. <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested a little bit. Uh, you know, you're on the complete opposite of my luck there. You know, the, the boys, I had all girls there. Yeah. And uh, the boys, man, uh, oh, yeah. Is, is the worry for kids, you know, uh, is, is deep on the boys' side as it is on the raising girls' side? I, I don't know if I could say that because I didn't have a girl, but... Like I don't know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, you know, um, hands off with them. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't get into their life too much, especially now that they're older. You know, like I, 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 I let them go pretty, pretty far out. You know what I mean? I let the leash up a lot, which I think that if they were girls, I would probably have a lot tighter leash on them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, it's, I think it's different. I definitely think it would be different. Because yeah. I'm a guy, so I know what guys want from girls. <laughs> yeah, that's what made my job all the harder. Shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know what? Every you know little thing you want from the girls, you know? I'm sitting there listening to a lot of these conversations from the boys. I'm like, yeah, don't listen to that. Fucking lies. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're lying. Don't believe that. They're lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sure it's a little different. <laughs> but with, like you say, once they get a certain age, man, even even with the girls, you're gonna have to give them some room to run. Because if not, they're gonna do it anyway, and they're just gonna do it behind your back. So, you know. You got to let them have some freedom no matter what. I just try to, I've always tried to, 
like I was telling you before when we first were talking about my kids, like I just always have been open with them and I want them to be open with me. I want them to know they can talk to me about anything, you know, and I think that we have a pretty good relationship like that. And, um, you know, I mean, like I'm, I'm pretty sure that I know, I know pretty much everything they do. You know what I mean? I'm sure they're going to do some things behind my back. All teenagers do. You know, they're not going to tell their parents everything. But, uh, you know, as long as you're raising good kids, you know, uh, hopefully, I do believe mine are pretty good for the most part. They just give me hell. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as long as you do the best you can as a parent and raise your kids as good people, you know, and raise them to respect others and all that kind of stuff. I mean, what else can you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, that, just do the best you can and, and hope for the best, I guess. <laughs> just be there for them. Very long, good advice, man. More and more, it sounds like you, you, you know, I gave you some credit earlier on, but, you know, getting to know you a little further and, man, it, it does sound like you deserve all the respect that uh, we were trying to throw your way. Well, I appreciate on, it, my friend. Yeah, I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. It's, I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't like to try to feel big headed about it or anything because it's, it's a parent's job, you know. I, I'm, I feel sorry for, like you said, I feel sorry for the kids out there that don't have a parent like me in their life. You know, there's lots of kids out here that don't even have one parent that cares for them like I care for my kids or, you know, like the, most people that care for their kids, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, uh, there's some really, you know, just downright shameful people in this world that just let their kids just, ruin their lives and uh it's, uh it's sad to see but it happens it makes you want to like try to help other kids and stuff too even like some of my my kids friends like i know like they'll talk about their parents you know like being on drugs or something, you know, and not doing this for them or doing that for them. You know, like I've, I've had many of kids that ain't mine in my day. Put it that way. You know what I'm saying? I've gave many kids meals that wasn't mine. So, yeah, there's definitely, you know, sometimes kids definitely parents need a little extra help here there to there i definitely can relate to the stories man felt sorry for a few kids that you know parents were arguing broken home whatever yeah can they come stay here for a day or so yeah of course yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? that shit yep I've always been that kind of person, though, you know, like, if I got it, you know, the people around me got it, you know what I'm saying, like, if I got, if I got it to give, I'll give it, you know, even if I, even if I know it's going to put me in a spot later on, but we'll worry about that later on, you know, if I have to, like I said, I, I'll go to my family to, 
to get some more help from me later just to help other people with the, in the present. You know what I'm saying? Like, I help, I've helped a lot of people. Not that I'm a saint, bro, trust me. And I've needed help, you know? Well, we all need help every now and then. Everybody needs a little, a little help every now and then. It's just one of those things that uh, also I'm, I'm happy about the community for that too, as far as the cannabis community, because like most anybody I know that if you reach out and uh, tell somebody you need help, they'll do what they can for you. Just, just like look like with Nick Risden, like in his story, I mean. I know I've I've bought beans and stuff to go to help him and with his hospital bills and I know lots of other people have contributed to help him in his his journey because I know he's had a rough time you know and it's the cannabis community that that uh, helps people like that you know what I'm saying like what other communities you know does that you know what I'm saying like it's it's a great community and a great bunch of people that'll that'll back back you whenever you need it i'm not the one that likes to ask for help you know i always try to make it on my own but i feel like if i needed some help from somebody that's probably the first community i would ask <laughs> yeah yeah i had somebody uh point out to me as far as like uh, letting people do things both man me and my daughter had this I mean, it's, it seems to be me and my daughter's both uh, flaws you know we both love to help people but it's so hard for us to reach out <laughs> when we yeah. need it yeah, I'm saying yeah. and, I have uh, the same issue brother <laughs> it's like your pride gets in your way you know It does. It does, and it, it it was a it was a it was a weird reflection this weekend because you know I had to face that about myself at one point, and then I turned around and had a conversation with my daughter about the very same thing. And it, I'm kind of glad that I had you know had my revelations before speaking with her because it did you know help yeah. my, with my advice about letting other people in and I'll, I'll tell you i'll be forthright i believe he's in he's in chat right now uh his martial artist uh yeah. his words basically he's like man you gotta get over this shit you know i mean it, it, we i was talking it was uh when i went into pine up there they wouldn't fucking take my cash for the water i was so oh, fucking yeah. charged wanted a water and uh marshall was like let me buy you let me buy you water i'm like you know i'm like let me pay you for it and he's like no and i think this is a teaching experience for you you know what i mean <laughs> you need to let fucking people help you you know what i mean he said listen this is a lesson he's like this this moment this time is a lesson for you you know you at some right point you need to let somebody help you. And it was a, you know, a powerful moment, powerful lesson. You know what I mean? I was like, fuck, you're right. You know, I gotta let, I've got to let my ego aside right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck All it. over that bottle I'm, of water, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was, he was 
what he was saying, you know, it's, you know, every, and as you pointed out earlier, every once in a while, we all need a helping hand and it, you know, we have to get over ourselves and just yeah. ask. There's no harm, no shame in yeah. asking for help every often. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, people, there's I people really, that take advantage of it. You know, that's the ones that you got to watch out for, the people that just take advantage of it. But, you know, so for the most part, you know, if you, if you if you know that somebody just is really needing a helping hand and it's not somebody that always is like, yo, man, I, I, I'm down on my luck. I need some help and, and never tries to get back on their feet. Then, yeah, I mean, it makes it a little harder to, to help. But, you know, somebody that don't ever ask, it's, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just got to get over yourself and ask people for help. They'll help you out. <laughs> Uh, Usually, I just I got my family. It's a little easier to ask family than anybody else. <laughs> true that. True that. I gotta give Marshall some credit, though, man. That that meant a lot to me for that cat to come hang out that day, man. It was. I thought that was pretty awesome. That's the second time that dudes drove many miles to hang out, and uh, this is. Since yeah, you know, it wasn't even like a cannabis event. It was just to fucking hang out, which I thought was super cool. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Ain't he like real far away too from you? Uh, yeah, he came from Vermont to hang out. Yeah, that's why I find like count. a seven-hour drive or something for him. I believe it's that. I think all in all, it's a. A thirteen-hour drive. I think he stopped in Ohio, like visit some family, make it worth his time a little bit more, worth his time. But yeah, it was, it was no jaunt. It was yeah. no, like right around. That's a haul. Uh, yeah, he's a amazing person. In my book. Yeah, he's definitely a good dude. Like I say, most of all the people I've talked to are, are real good people. You know, some of the best people I've met. In fact, I'm the best people I've met. They're not some. The best people I've met in my life have either been cannabis related or straight from. I've met through the cannabis community. That's for damn sure. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy because you think that it would be uh, the people that have more that would give more, but it's usually always the people that don't really have it themselves that end up giving it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'll do the best I can, you know, <laughs> but I'll help you out what I can do, but, you know, it's crazy how it works out that way. So how are we doing this time, my friend? I mean, I'm good. Uh, you know, I, I'm like say I don't know what really to talk about. We seem to it, it always we seem to keep having something to talk about. But and any questions, like maybe if you run out of questions, if somebody else has any questions, you know, whatever. But I'm good. 
Right on. Right on. I like that answer. Well, it, for me, on my end, I always find it hard for the people that red states, you know, to not try to, you know, poke and prod at a, a sore subject. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can see allegedly and uncle all we want, but you know what I mean? It, it, it just makes the conversation a little harder, I guess. Yeah. But, um, Having a good time so far myself. I, I definitely enjoy the conversation that we're having. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, a good one. Hopefully, everybody in the audience is enjoying it. Hopefully, everybody's had a good night. Hopefully, everybody's feeling good. Got them something good to smoke on. So, have you ever, I mean, you Events. Speaking of like cannabis events and stuff like that, have you ever made it to any of these uh, cannabis no, fun? I, I haven't. I haven't even went to a state that had that's that's legal. I mean, I've never really needed to. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> like I said, it's still I can still get pretty much whatever I want. It's just, of course, the prices are a little a little different in in my state than what it is in a legal state, but I never wanted to have to travel, you know what I'm saying? So, not that I wouldn't like to. I've thought about it. I thought about coming up to Michigan a couple times for a couple different events, but I never ended up doing it. I was like, man, I could go up there and see the Eagle and everybody up there. Yeah, that'd be cool as shit. Yeah, it'd be cool as hell to come and hang out with all you guys up there. Maybe one day I will be able to. I don't know. Maybe next year. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Maybe next year I'll be Maybe on my camping. These camping events are making it a little bit more easier for, you know, that type of shit to happen. You ain't got to necessarily worry about hotels and all that shit. You know, yeah. you bring your camper or tent fucking come party. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought about doing is coming to one of those events where they is like where they had the campgrounds and you know coming throwing up a tent and hanging out. You know, it'd be cool as shit. See the uh the the grow bros or whatever, you know, Michigan grow bros. See everybody. Right now. Right now. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of cool cannabis folks here in Michigan. Hell yeah, man. That's one of the best states now, I think. You know, I, I'd rather be up there than in California, I think, the way the laws are and everything, especially. You know, I think it's a better system they got up there with the caregiver system and everything. I know they keep trying to mess with it, though, but. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they won't ever be able to take it away. Y'all got to keep fighting for that shit. River says you need to come in September to the Big Cloud event. I know uh, I've heard Mendo Dope will be back for that uh, that event there in September at Big Cloud. Yeah, that would be awesome. So. That'd be awesome to go and see Mendo Dope. That would be a good show. It's, 
them fuckers are just as real as anybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's one of the things I loved about uh, Mendo Dope. They, they, you know, they hung out and fucking smoked weed. You know, didn't, didn't, you know. No, I don't want to hit that. I don't want to hit that. <laughs> fucking get that fucking hit. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. 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 They were yeah, true weeders. Earlier, you know, about it, like, just as real people, you know, the people that you meet, and then, like, you know, just pass around a circle, everybody in a circle, you know, like, that it brings everybody together, you know what I'm saying? No matter where you're at in life. You know, I would, you know, as far as, like, I do believe that Michigan's probably one of the better kids states right now a little biased seeing i'm sitting here right <laughs> but uh, i would like to see you go out to the west coast and see a little bit of uh you know some of the original you know what made cannabis cannabis you know like I, i'm that type of guy when i like, travel through cities i like to look at the old buildings and see some of the historic shit so yeah i would like to see some Historical cannabis sites of uh, California, you know, the Emerald Tribe and shit like that. Yeah, go up in the Humboldt and stuff like that. If you don't get shot, man, up there on Murder Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and them guys up there don't play, do they? Man, that's funny uh, subject too because I've talked to some folks that were up there and some say it's it was that and then some and then some of them say yeah that's so exaggerated oh, you know I what I mean yeah I'm sure it's a little exaggerated like as long as you're you know just like I was saying about reading people and we was talking about you know what's giving people the nod like yeah I know there's not like I'm sure that you you know, as long as you go up there with the good vibe and good energy and stuff, I'm, I doubt they're just going to, you know, like, do the crazy stuff. But, you know, that's just, like you said, it's all part of that uh, reefer madness thing. That's just the new age reefer madness movie, Murder Mountain. <laughs> I hope. Like, yeah, look at all these, the new- all these hippies are murdering people over their marijuana plants. Like, really? Like, I'm sure there's been some people that, you know, that's come to some, probably been some people killed up there over plants and stuff, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't just because, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's everywhere. It ain't just, it ain't just there. It was probably over something big, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. And you got to think about how they, you know, their culture up there has been with all the raids and stuff that went on up there the, throughout the time where the cops was raiding everybody up there. And then you got all the Mexicans that try to come in, you know, and the cartel people and try to grow stuff. And I'm sure they're dangerous, but I don't know. I've, I've always been the type of person that could get along with pretty much anybody. So people will be like, oh, you don't want to go to that neighborhood. And I'll be like, wow, I, I in that neighborhood. I know a couple people in that neighborhood, you know what I mean? I don't know. I've always gotten along with everybody, really, or try to, anyways. 
No harm in that. It makes an easier road travel. That's for sure. Yeah. But as far as like uh, the reefer madness thing, I hope I hope that don't turn. That ain't the next reefer madness. <laughs> I've always watched that video, knowing how true, untrue that shit is. But look at it going. <laughs> I want something. I want some of that shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, the one thing we've learned about cannabis is, you know, the, the effects are permanent. Nobody's ever fucking smoked a joint. Yeah, Jimmy ain't been right ever since. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I, 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 I hit that joint a couple times. I want to see what that reefer madness is about. <laughs> yeah. What exactly what you talking about? Nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that must have been something besides this marijuana and the joints they were smoking. So, uh, what is it, 220? We made it a long time, haven't we? I'm surprised I've made it this long, to be honest with you. I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I've been kind of worried about it ever since I snuck in on the freaking Wheatner world that night. Whenever you're like, oh, you're going to do your show. Like, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know what I'll talk about, but we'll do it. How do I? Uh, I'm talking with it fucking all muted and shit. Yeah, you fucking. I can't give you a lot of credit, man. You man of your word, man, and I respect that shit. You said you come back and hang out. Oh yeah, sure, sure. I've been been thinking about it before, anyways. Like even like, uh, one of like whenever I was before, whenever I was living at my other place, and I was getting to know all y'all. I was like, man, I wouldn't mind going up there and and giving my story, but I don't know what I'd really talk about. (laughs) But uh, you know, it it usually always seems to work out with your guests somehow. You know, it always. They always end up, you always come up with something to talk about, it seems like. So I was like, why not? We'll do it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know how it works, but man, it works. You know, <laughs> I've tried to come together. <laughs> I tried, you know, I tried to do it like fucking on a serious note in the beginning. And this is no word of a lie, man. There was a few guests, you know, I would, you know, try to, like, talk about the Instagram, and if they had a fucking YouTube, I'd watch that shit, and fucking try to come up with, you know, a list of questions, and all the fucking bullshit, you know, if they had some books, and I had the time to listen to the book, you know, or whatever, and every time I put together, like, a list of questions and try to do a little background they never fucking showed up <laughs> they, never- they wasted time on all, all this research on these people 
fucking ten times in the L, fucking ten times before. I was like, fuck this question, right? Seven questions. We're shooting straight from the hell. And it's fucking, you know, it's worked out ever since. So, you know, I ain't never seen that fucking list of questions again. Never. Well, then, like, how long will the list last? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if somebody's got real brief answers and yet you get through all your questions real quick and then it's just over, you know? <laughs> so it's like, really, what's the use in it? Like, I mean, you, you pretty much got the show down anyways to how it works. You know, start with the beginning, how the, how you get, you know, how you got involved, how you first came to be involved with cannabis and stuff and Go with the life story from there, kind of. You know, it works out. It gets where you uh, you get to know the people. You know, I like the the way the show is. I've always like like watching it and getting to know every the guests as they was on. You know, and I think it's a good show. I like that. I like the way it flows. You get more of the real person that way, I guess. same way man now you know i feel like you know as an interviewer that if i were to sit down and uh, put together some list it's more like a, an interrogation and yeah. as i kind of i'd rather let it flow naturally you know without you wondering what the fuck i'm gonna know ask you next yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so <laughs> So what are you smoking on tonight? I am smoking on a little bit of uh chalumium. Yeah, it's chalumium all the way around. Chalumium times chalumium. Just four six and five. Yeah. That's got that piney stuff to it, don't it? I wish. I think Columbium was the one that you was uh saying had some pine notes to it. Oh, it does. does it. Uh, yeah, uh, that's part of the DOA stuff, the Columbian, right? Or is that wrong? You're muted. Oh, bitch, I'm just muted. Thank you again. <laughs> that is most definitely uh, the pine's supposed to come from the Columbian that's 100%. What it says on the back, I can notice very slight hints of it, but uh, it's 100% this environment uh, that just won't let it express. Man, I've had I've tried to run multiple pine cultivars here, and none of them express that pine. All of them, I wonder, I wonder what it is that uh won't let it express the pine. All- you know, and then again, the 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 thing, it's got to be the same thing. And because all of them, like I said, all of them that should be pine, all of them had that, what I call uh, dragon fruit uh, flavor to it. It tastes like a lot like the red dragon that I remember way, way, way back in the day. Uh-huh. But um, so it's got to be. Whatever it is that suppresses that turp is across the board. You know what I mean? It wasn't just 
you know, uh, the Chalombium that didn't express. It was the Xmas. There was, you know, the J1, a few other, other, uh, the Tiger King was most pine. In fact, Tiger King was, was the closest thing I got to pine. But that was uh, like in the the phase of opening up the drain there. So it's some kind of gas that was coming out of this drain. Yeah. And being either a sewer gas or maybe uh, whatever. You know what I mean? But it's some type of gas that's uh, coming from the ground. And from oh, this okay. drain, what a particular gas it is, uh, I don't know, but it affected every every pine cultivar that came through here. Man, that sucks. Because so. I know you're a fan of the pine too, just like me. Like that's one of them things that I look back on, like growing up. Like one of my favorites. Like always, whenever it'd be like harvest season, where I grew up, like. There's one guy in particular that always would have the pine. Like, I, I I don't know what it was or whatever. Like I said, most of the time we always just call it a pine bud, but he always had this real smooth but piney. And it was just that, like, it would be a real smooth to the hit, but then that stuff would expand in your lungs and make you choke and cough. But it had that real piney flavor, you know, real good. I just loved it. I just remember that from, you know, back in the day. Like, it, it's hard to find now because everybody wants that gas. Give me the gas, gas. I'm looking for gas. You know what I mean? And everybody's bred more towards, like, the gases and stuff like that. So, it's, uh, it's hard to find stuff like that. Like, I know it's out there. You know, I guess you just got to get the right stuff. I think uh, it's out there, too. I, that's why I kind of would like to see a turp cup. You know what I mean? I've talked about yeah. that a few times. Just, you know, flat out. This year, it's lemon. You know what I mean? Next year, yeah. it's fucking whatever. Fucking skunk. But, you know, you bring all your entries, you know, if we, we're looking for skunk. You throw out a cup, <laughs> a skunk yeah. cup, and let everybody across the country that thinks he's got that skunk bring their shit, and you guys narrow it down, and now you got the skunk. You know what I mean? Let's start working with this bitch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the cup yeah, from here on out. Oh my God! What we call <laughs> Oh yeah. People will say, I yeah. think that would be. People will say, We'd yeah. We'd be covering I'm more. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that we'd be covering more ground in our hunts like that. You know what I yeah. mean? Narrow it down. Next year, boys, we're looking for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's a cut of the pine. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I think um, Kevin Dodry really got that skunk thing going back again with people, with him wanting to hunt for the skunk. You know, everybody started wanting to say, oh, yeah, I got skunk. Uh, I don't know. I haven't myself 
seen any good like or had any good like real skunk stuff for a long time but i do remember back in the day like i remember like you could smell it just even whenever it's growing just smell straight up like the skunky smell like you know just like you was coming up on a skunk in the woods or something and it was just loud very loud That's always good stuff right there. That's always another good laughy weed right there. I've got some stuff. Uh, well, I have some seeds that a uh, cat sent to me again. The same, you know, same thing. I got the skunk. I got the skunk. This this gentleman was very adamant that he had the skunk. You know what I mean? And all he wanted in return was to tell them where the fuck you got it from. <laughs> when you pop them things and you find something, all I want is for you to tell them where the fuck it came from. I was like, deal. <laughs> deal. <laughs> yeah. I'm open. Fingers crossed, my friend. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So what's your uh, your your favorite uh, profile? Obviously, you know you enjoy you probably do enjoy the gas on some levels. But if uh, you had your choice, what would you like to pull out of that uh, jar? Uh, probably like I say, that smooth piney flavor. <laughs> I really like that. I like that smooth piney flavor. Or that I I like fruity stuff too. Don't get me wrong, but like um, I just like even back in the day with the fruitier stuff, like it don't hit as hard. Which nowadays I don't need it to hit as hard. So like that mystery machine, whenever I did it, that stuff was really fruity. You know what I mean? It it had like um, I don't know, like a tangerine to it. You know, like a tangerine smell. Like a real fruity, like orangey tangerine taste or something, you know what I mean? And it was, uh, it was really nice, but it didn't hit like that GMO hit. You know what I'm saying? That GMO smack. I was like, bam. <laughs> but, but sometimes, it, you know, like I said, if, when you're a lighter smoker, it's uh, it's nicer to have some stuff with that flavor to it. But you know, because. If you're just if you're looking if when I'm looking to get like real real tore up yeah gas you know that real stuff that's you know it's going to slap real hard you know what I mean but when it comes to like just a smooth like daytime thing you know the pine or some fruit you know I can get down with that. So I guess my next question is, uh, can you give me some examples of like um, how you've seen cannabis affect some of the people around you as far as like uh, new people trying cannabis? Have you seen some people that uh, that it's you know genuinely help you can actually say yeah it's you know this cannabis one hundred helped this person uh yeah uh, my mom actually like she was just talking about it today as a matter of fact like um because she's getting older and you know she's not as 
stable as she used to be. So she actually had a fall the other day and like blacked her eye. She fell on hit the ground, blacked her eye and stuff. And um, so she is like she had some some CBD stuff that she uh, had got from my niece and nephew. Uh, I don't know how much THC it had in it, but like she uh, she said that that actually helped her get some sleep. And so, so you know, I, I mean that's just a recent person that I've known. You know, I'm saying like that that never like I would, back in the day I would never. My mom was never the type of person that I would ever guess to try something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I tell you, she called the comp on my cousin, you know what I mean, for drying out weed and over. So, like, I never would think that she was going to be the type of person that would try it, but she she said she liked that stuff. So, (laughs) you know, she's in her 70s. And it was was an edible that they gave her. And, uh, yeah, she seemed to enjoy it. She said it helped her sleep. And I was like, man, well, you should get you some more of them. She's like, I think I will. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe my mom will become a pothead in her 70s. <laughs> Fucking awesome. That one of the stories I love to hear, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. they do, that's where it's, you know, in my opinion, that's where a lot of the biggest impact is, you know, made. You know, uh, a lot of these elderly <coughs> folks, you know, are pushed into spending whatever they have left or were lucky enough to put away just to live. You know what yep. I mean? Their medicines, heroin, a leg, and if they can alleviate some of that and give them a little bit better, you know, quality life with cannabis man that's pretty fucking amazing in my book so i i love hearing the the people that are a little bit older that are you know still open to giving cannabis a shot. yeah definitely yeah I, i'd like to hear those stories too that's like i was talking about the when you know when i first heard about charlotte's web and helping kids you know with uh seizures and stuff like that 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 was a big impact on me to, you know, want to get back into, you know, uh, the cannabis thing. And I was, uh, cause at the time I wasn't smoking because of my job. That was another time I was taking a break. And I was like, I, I was like, man, that, that's one of the things that made me want to like try to maybe like you asked me about being in a bigger type of scenario, like, that's one of the things that made me want to think about being in a bigger cultivation, you know, a bigger grow and like helping people is because I, I'm the type of person that always likes to help people. And man, I would love to be in that type of situation to where I could, you know, benefit somebody, you know, especially if it was children, like having the epilepsy, epileptic children having seizures or something, man, if I could contribute to something like that, you know, like, uh, it, it just I don't know it's, it, it's something that make you feel good you know give you a purpose you know what I'm saying instead of just like this mediocre working the nine to five you know just to make it and give you make have a job that give you a purpose I, yeah, I definitely can uh, 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 relate to that 
and that's you know i you know that's what i have i actually found in cannabis is a lot of that purpose Uh, yeah yeah yeah, especially with you being a caregiver, I can imagine, you know, like how, how you can see that helping people, you know. So I'm sure you get, you know, you get to see it firsthand, helping a lot more people than what I do firsthand. But yeah. and being in a legal state, also, I'm sure that you get to see it more firsthand. But you know, I, I do know some people that it's helped. Yeah, it does help in a lot of ways. I mean, more and more as I went through my journey, I've become more and more of an advocate for, you know, the cultivation side of things, too. As we've talked about, man, that it has really opened my eyes up to the power of the plant. You know, it, it, it consumption end of it, it is a super powerful medicine. You know, lotions, tinctures, all that shit. But there's just something super uh, powerful about the cultivation side of it. Uh, As you learn to do, you know, grow the plant, uh, you grow yourself. You know, the plant is a more, uh, is known for being a bioremediator, pulling the bad shit out of the soil. Uh, but I've, I've noticed as I've cultivated, it's a bioremediator of the soul as well. Uh, it tends to fucking, you know, make you uh, more spiritual. I've found a lot of spirituality, as crazy as that may sound, uh, in cultivation of cannabis. You know, the deeper and deeper I've looked into the soil. The, the spirituality have 100% grown you know as I've understand what's going on in the soil I've said this a lot of times man once I I kind of understand stood what was going on in the soil and the microbes and everything else man it kind of made me feel small and out of control and, yeah. and out of that I felt a little bit of uh, comfort you know, knowing that, you know, there wasn't so much, I wasn't in control of nearly as much what I thought I was. And it was like, ah, ah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It was nice. It makes you think like, you know, I don't, do I really need to be stressing over all these little things in life? And, uh, it's, um, it's definitely, it definitely helps. As far as this, like I said, like you were saying too, the growing aspect as far as getting in touch with yourself and, you know, uh, the spirituality aspect too. I agree 100%. You know, I, I do think that there's a, a medical benefit, you know, to growing, you know, as far as, you know, mentally. But, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a journey that, I'm glad I started down and uh, definitely don't ever intend on stopping. Uh, even if I like stop smoking or stop consuming cannabis totally one day, like I still like to grow plants, you know what I'm saying? It's Cause it's just a wonderful plant and I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It really, uh, I don't know. It really brings you down to earth. 
It does. It does. You know, I, 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 I chuckle to myself a lot of times because, uh, you know, I come from a, a somewhat rough and tumble, you know, childhood, uh, you know, fight, you know, typical boy shit, I guess. But I think it's kind of fun. I find it ironic that, you know, coming from that background where you had to, you know, keep your tough side up, I guess, right? Yep. That uh, I ended up in the world of uh, people growing flowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And having a bunch of yeah. And a bunch of girls to, to raise. Made you a softie, didn't it? Growing flowers and raising girls. Wasn't a bad thing, though. Wasn't a bad thing. The transition, I, I guess. It, it brought you to a, a more even place in, in life, probably. You know, got the bad out of you. All those bad fighting vibes and shit out of you. Bring you down to earth and, you know what I mean, level you out. That's what it always did for me. It just leveled me out. You know, it's always just been the thing that kind of, I used to level me out, help me sleep, help with anxiety. You know, but like you said, getting older, like I got to watch because if, you know, I smoked the wrong strain now. Too much of it, it messes with me and gives me anxiety because my tolerance ain't like it used to be. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be careful uh, whenever you get older. And that's one thing that worries me with, like, you know, uh, the the legality of it and stuff with, with everything opening up and the older people being able to just go to a, a, a dispensary with some somebody that don't even know what what's what and they just oh yeah uh, this is the strongest you want this get this you know and then they take it home and try it and it's too much for them and then they don't want to do it no more you know what I'm saying like you don't I don't, I don't, I don't you don't want people to shy away from it on a bad experience you know because they they might just need something. You know, with uh, a heavier CBD than THC or something like that. It's like I was saying with my mom, like what they gave her was a heavier CBD, you know, and uh, she loved it. You know what I'm saying? So it might just be um, something that with legality they need to focus on is more more training with the dispensaries as far as, you know, the butt tenders and stuff like that goes. Uh, and maybe that's a good reason for it to be uh, more of a homegrown thing and more of a, uh, you know, like the the way it is up in Michigan with caregivers, because then you can, you know, somebody that actually has knowledge that's growing it for the patients and knows what it'll do, you know, knows if it's a strong strain that'll cause anxiety or if it's a more mellow strain that'll help alleviate people's anxiety. You know what I'm saying? Like, Maybe that's more of a reason to push for stuff like that, you know. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see as time goes on, but that's something that definitely um, new people have to be worried about, like especially new older people. I absolutely, one hundred percent. 
100%. Is a, well, even with, you know, kind of understanding, it is a little trial and error. That's the only bummer side of cannabis, that it is yep. kind of indi- individualized. But in that same aspect, that's one of the beautiful things about it. Once you find that one, you know, you found the one. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be and like uh, I've heard so many times before from so many different people, the nose knows. You know what I mean? When you smell that one that you like, and it's like, man, that's that smells good. I want to try that. And it, it usually it's something that you know is good for you. It might lie to you sometimes, and it might smell good, and it might not be, you know, what you want it to be. But usually, when it's that way, it's like not as strong as you want it to be, or something, because it's like one of the sweet smelling ones, you know, the fruity ones, and it's not a stronger strain you know what i'm saying so but usually the nose knows <laughs> yeah i agree with that 100 percent. that was one of the things i hated that uh they took away here in michigan you know when it, it started becoming more serious man the jars on the table disappeared and now you're stuck with that, you know, fucking sticker, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. The stats, you know what I mean? The THC, this is the terpene amount. That's where Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. I'd like to see a lot of these people have to sit through. If they wander into like a new dispo or whatever, I think they should have to either sit through like a 10-minute video where they have to learn about, you know, what the fuck the terpenes are and the percentages means, or they have to just, I don't give a fuck, and if I get the anxiety, well, it's my fault. Yeah, but they they tried. Yeah, I think it, um, it's definitely something people should research before they just go into and you know if they've never if they've never experienced cannabis ever then they definitely should research it before they just go to a dispo and buy the strongest train on the shelf that's another thing right there i think that uh that quest for the highest thc we're we're coming further and further from the medicine as yep push THC number yeah I agree yeah that's uh, another reason I talk about searching you know on for 101 or one-on-ones you know like I want to get more back towards the medicinal side of it for myself you know something that makes me feel good and takes pain away at the same time you know I don't. I'm not. I'm not just searching for the, the highest THC anymore. Now, when I was young, I, yeah, I definitely wanted the the highest THC, the the best I could get, you know. But now I just want that one that makes me feel good. So what I. The ones have you found so far that uh, really work for you? I know you, you mentioned like pines and stuff like that, but are there some, uh, you know, 
cultivars in between particular you can say yeah this one was a, a good one that really set me aside i also enjoyed you know this one um, to be honest like, yeah, to be honest most uh, of the stuff that i've tried of has uh been pretty strong for me now like because where i don't smoke a lot so uh, you know it's uh most of it's too high on the THC side, but which, you know, I just regulate by not not smoking as much, you know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, like, it gives me more of the, the heady high than it does the body high. But when I ate that edible, man, it, it, I tell you what, I definitely, I definitely had that body high, like, as far as my pain went away, and I was just, like, laid back in the couch and just I just felt like I melted, you know what I mean? Like it was definitely good, but uh, most everything that I've grown now has been pretty, um, I guess, higher on the THC side. So, <clears throat> like I say, I guess in the future I'm going to start having to look more for the one to ones and stuff. Folks, in, in my in my opinion, just my opinion. That's uh, a good gauge of health, in my opinion. You know, I talk to uh, people all the time, and, you know, I would say probably one out of 20, if not one out of 30, tell me that um, that the, the edibles don't affect them. You know what I mean? I can eat edibles, and that shit don't affect me. Fuck edibles. I always look, think to myself, and in some cases, it just comes right out of my mouth. Well, you might not be in the <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I don't know what you but the one I had, I think that you're in good health. But I think for those who did, I'm serious about this too, brother. Yeah. The, for the po people that uh, eat the edibles and they don't necessarily see a good effect out of them i think you know your body dictates that as you consume it and i think as you consume it and you don't feel it your body's going no 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 no. this is straight up healing you know what i mean it's turning yeah. it into some healing and not high yeah. you know what I mean? inflammation and stuff like that yeah yeah because yeah. it would help yeah. regulate your endocannabinoid or cannabinoid system or whatever you know uh Mm -hmm. which is what controls all that kind of stuff your body's inflammation and stuff like that and your pain and your nerves it's all controlled by your uh your endocannabinoid system <laughs> yeah i was uh, pretty shocked to learn i mean it was what probably about uh six months ago i was listening to some uh research on the endocannabinoid system and i thought it was you know, naively kind of sat in stone, you know, once we kind of felt the effects of cannabis and, you know, what THC did to our system, it was set in stone. But what they're starting to uh, realize is our endocannabinoid system changes throughout our life. You yeah. know, if we, when we're consuming yeah. it as a younger age, you know, we're getting it more as a fucking we're getting high off it as you know yeah. we get older it takes different things immune yeah. system it boosts shit like that yeah yeah i heard the same things 
yeah, that as we get older, you know, our body where it changes, so it starts to dictate how the how it's used as medicine. You know what I mean? How how the intake of it changes. You know, it's crazy, man. It's um, it's definitely way over my head of how everything works, but you know, I, I got a little bit of understanding about it. <laughs> I try to. Have enough to know what it does to me, anyways. <laughs> it does, man, and you know, I've actually kind of, you know, pondered it as well as you know, have having a daughter that just had uh, a grandson or a, a child. You know, she was a con- cannabis consumer, you know, before <laughs> and after. I'm not even ashamed to say that at all. You know what I mean? Uh, but there was the, the question mark during pregnancy of consumption, and uh, she gave it up. She's always suffered from anxiety and other issues that cannabis helped her in life through. And when they told her she had to to give up or when she gave up cannabis for the baby uh anxiety was you know back 100 percent for her yeah. it was a problem towards the end which was you know he was born a little bit earlier because because of so yeah. i can't help but wonder if the the use of cannabis would have been beneficial during for her and and moreover you know as far as cannabis being in the in his system you know as we as we just touched on he's got a a newborn endocannabinoid system and we don't understand you know exactly for for a newborn it could be total beneficial it could be you know just supercharging the immune system you know killing babies are first first you know first able they turn around and you know putting shots on these these poor kids to boost all these natural functions that you know early amount of cannabis you know may have boosted all everything in all those departments that even that he may have not needed you know these shots you know what i mean i'd like to see some research Back in the day, they didn't do, you know, give all the baby shots and stuff, and they still come out fine. You know what I mean? Like all these drugs and stuff is like 20th century stuff. You know, 20, 21st century type of stuff is like they didn't give all these shots and immune immune boosters and stuff like that to babies. You know, since the beginning of man time, or you know what I mean? It ain't, it ain't always been like that. So. Something, you know, why why do we have to do it now? I mean, I don't agree with a lot of the things that happens in the, in the as far as like as far as that goes, like getting shots and boosters and stuff. I know some things that probably is good beneficial, but I don't know, man. It it makes me worry. It always worried me, like being my, my kids getting shots and stuff like that. Like I always worried about that. <laughs> oh, I'd fuck yeah. I'm not afraid to admit my children have only had what's <laughs> legally. Yeah, to go to school. 
Like they have to have yeah. it to go to school. Okay, that's all they're getting. Then they're not getting nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I was. Even through the pandemic, you know, I had uh, one of my younger, my youngest was still going to school. And man, I felt so sorry for her, but I didn't want her getting that shot. I didn't want none of my girls getting that. Yeah. But uh, that's their own. But that that in itself, back to the kid thing, I guess, man, it, it was heartbreaking watching what these kids had to go through the last couple of years with uh, yeah, trying to stay in fucking school. Yeah, it, you know, it, it really got to my oldest, too. It caused him to have a lot of problems, anxiety and stuff. The whole COVID situation, you know, like it, uh, it really took a toll on my oldest son. My youngest, not as bad, but my oldest son, for some reason, it, it really made him real anxious and he didn't want to go to school at all. Like it really, it messed with him. Yeah, really bad. Oh, fuck, you going that into, you know, social interactives, awkward as it is, much less thinking you're going to fucking catch something from them. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. I mean? Yeah. And then at that point, at least at my daughter's school, yeah, I fucking really, it really pissed me off that uh, it was guilty by association almost. You know what I mean? If you happen to yeah. be in the room with enough student that got sick well now you have to take 10 days off of your education too you know what I yeah. mean it was oh it was really disheartening that whole what they had to go through you know oh yeah it, it messed the school it messed the whole learning thing up for kids that whole year I think at least that whole year oh yeah I was grateful very 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 I'm grateful that my daughter was able to graduate with somewhat of a, a normal commencement ceremony because if it would have happened two years earlier, it was this super fucking weird. Uh, like her school had like this, you know, circular drop off where a lot of schools have that, you know, circle area where you can pull up, drop your kids off. Yep. <laughs> it was that when they had, had in your car and drive around and grab your diploma. <laughs> yeah that was it they had you yeah. know basically like signs of all the graduating students and their achievements and then you just drove around and you know looked at them on the <laughs> diploma at the end i thought how shitty is that yeah. you know that's yeah, yeah that, that would have been terrible uh for the graduating class you know i'm I'm glad my kids didn't graduate during that, too. Especially if it's one of the kids that really was looking forward to the whole graduating ceremony and all that, you know. Like, I didn't really care about it when I was a kid. Like, I think when they did the graduation ceremony, I was in Myrtle Beach at the time. I was like, I done left and went to the beach. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even walk and get my diploma. I was like, y'all can mail it to me. I got plans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was some good things that came out of it all though. I mean, just a few, you know, like cannabis in general kind of got a little vindication. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Out of it all. 
Yeah, it's a necessity. Essential. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool hearing that the states that are legal, that they, they let them keep the cannabis stuff going as a necessity or whatever. Whatever they called it. Yeah. That was cool. Like, damn, too bad it ain't legal everywhere, though. <laughs> Oh, maybe one day. You know, it does that. You know, that shit really blows my mind that, you know, here in the same country that you can literally sometimes minutes and some cases hours just get in your car and just be like, okay, oh, yeah, cool, cool, I can, cool. Yeah, just, I, I can literally go drive a couple hours and, and be in a state <laughs> where I could do whatever I want, you know? Literally. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like I could drive a couple hours up the road, and and nobody there has a care in the world about it, you know. But then I come back down here, and it's like, oh, better watch your back. <laughs> Literally, if I were there, I think I would be on the Capitol going, "What do we need? Uh, yeah, are we waiting on a telegram? We <laughs> <laughs> you need me to go get you guys some books." Yeah, you know, right. I see some video. Oh, what's what's the lack in education here? Yeah, <laughs> it's doing good things. We need to get on the bus. Yeah, you, well, uh, you would think that all the states would be trying to get on board because all the money that's in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Like all these states that are legal are making so much money off of it. I mean, it ain't funny. I don't know. It's weird. It's definitely weird that some states don't want to do it yet. I just wish that uh, the medical aspect would get the respect that it deserves before the recreational blows through. I think a lot of effort on the medical side will be lost. If uh, recreational cannabis, you know, beats it to the punch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't That's know. That's what I, I think. That, uh, I, I, I kind of worry about it, too, because, like, like if, if they just open up Rick all the way around everywhere, then, like, oh, yeah, look at all these bad things that are happening because we opened up Rick. You know, they'll try to make it seem bad or something. I don't know. I worry about that, too. I don't know. We'll see. Whatever happens, like, I mean, if you're true, and you know, you're true to it. If, you, if it's something in your life that you're going to do anyways, then no matter what, it don't matter. You're going to do what you got to do to get by. You know? Legal, not legal. You know, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and do what's best for you, whether the government agrees with it or not. Yeah, I have to agree with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who are they to tell me? Uh, 
whatever. I swear, like, I, if something ever happens, I swear I'll fight it tooth and nail. Like, you know, I was talking the other night, like, to a jury trial or whatever. And I'm like, hopefully I'll get a, a jury of peers that, you know, like, that understand it a little more. Well, because I heard of it happening. I'm not sure if it was in the legal state or what, but I think it was in the legal state. And I've heard of people that, uh, couple of different times where they had cases of uh, people caught with marijuana or growing or something and uh, they went to the trial and the, they uh, the jury let them off on it got it, found them innocent I don't know I heard about it like a couple years ago that happened I can't remember what state it was in but I remember hearing about it yeah it'd be uh Especially in some of these medical states, it would have to be. I, I feel pretty good now <laughs> amongst my peers as far as cannabis goes. Uh, I mean, if, if there's if, a lot of people, if, if it's just you using it for yourself, you know, like for for a reason that's a medical purpose, you know, like how can they really tell you that you can't do it? That's what that's what gets me, you know, like. Like I say, that's a human rights violation. It's like, you're going to tell me that I got to suffer because you don't want people to do this? Like, it's an earth. It comes from the earth. Like, you know, this is, the, this is what makes me better. This is what, you know, I need. So, just let me be. We need to stay out of people's business when it comes to stuff like that. If you want to be on pills, you want to go that route, do the pharmaceuticals, yeah, fine. You you go do you, but not everybody wants to be hooked on pharmaceuticals all their life. Some people would rather be, uh, you know, more to doing herbs and being uh, holistic and natural with their healing their bodies. Uh, why, why can't they just let people do that? That's what gets me. Well, the sad part about that is, is uh, because of legality, that's what they've been programmed to believe. You yeah. know what I mean? That there's no power in herbs or cannabis or whatever. You know, it's illegal here, buddy. Go to yeah. your doctor and take your pills. You yeah. know, that's the way to get better. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, yeah, take this pill. But then if you have these side effects, we'll give you this pill for the side effects. You know, like, oh, and then you've got side effects from that. We'll give you another pill. Like, like my sister-in-law, like, she's always had problems. She's bipolar, and she suffered from, like, depression and stuff like that. Man, I'm telling you, she takes, like, 16 different prescriptions every day. 16 different prescriptions. And I was like, you need to just, you know, start smoking some weed. And I bet you could get rid of 90% of the prescriptions and she was, she's like yeah I probably would <laughs> but you know she won't do it because it's illegal uh, that was the realization for me as far as uh, you know cannabis cultivation and us you know as I kind of hinted to a little bit earlier you know I as I dove deeper into the soil I realized that a lot of the microbes and the shit that we're uh, making shit happen in the, the soil 
and you know intelligently i want to might add to that are happening in your in your gut the same microbes yeah. are in the soil microbes in the soil are in your yeah. gut so there was a lot of, that was a kind of a powerful moment in itself and then as you know, you dive deeper into, like, say, the nutrients that the plants uptake and all that good stuff, nutrients, minerals. You go, wow. Wow. It's all the same stuff that we need. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, then it, you know, the revelation for me was, why doesn't my doctor look at me like the way I look at my plant? You know what I mean? Wow, that yeah. thing's deficient. Fucking nitrogen, it needs this and that. Right. When they, I'm do not blood tests, to... when they do blood tests and stuff, that's what they should be looking for, like your nutrient deficiencies and stuff. Yeah. That should be the first visit. That should be right. the first visit. Yep. <laughs> I will. Okay, you're low on where normal people should be at your age and you know your body weight blah 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 you're low on this let's start giving you these nutrients you know and see what that does for you that's what it should be yeah i agree but instead they're like whoa let's give you um this uh this freaking meth in a peel let's give you this stuff here and see what it does oh and then when you have side effects we'll just give you another one it's crazy. Yeah, it's super sad. That's the way it should be right there. Yeah. But instead, they want us chasing their tails and, you know, making more money off us or, uh, for these prescriptions. You know well, what I mean? This They want us to be unhealthy is the thing because they don't want us to take you know, they don't want us to live real long because then they got to give us that social security and stuff, you know, when we retire. They they want the working force to just work and die. That's what they want. You know, I'm saying, like, work until you can't work and then die. And, you know, we just bring in the new, the new recruits, the younger people, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they want. That's why, that's why it's more poor people that take all these prescriptions than it is the wealthier people. If you notice, like, the wealthier people are the ones that eat better. They, they are replacing these nutrients in their bodies. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, the, the more wealth that you have as far as money, the easier it is for you to live a healthier life. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're poor, they, you know, oh, I can afford to get McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like, they want you to be unhealthy. That's exactly what they want. They don't want us to until we're 100, and then they have to give us Social Security for 40 years. You know what I'm saying? Even though that ain't nothing, the little $1,200 a month or whatever that they give you, it ain't it ain't even enough to live on. So, yeah, I don't know. That's how I see it. I don't know. We get into a whole rant on that, though. <laughs> You spend your whole money working for the wealth, and then you spend the second half of your money giving or your life giving your wealth for you know. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it should be, it seems like you should be chasing health, not wealth from the get. Yeah. <laughs>
That's true. You should be chasing the health, health from the get go. Yeah. Unfortunately, they make it expensive to live in this world. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was. It, it it makes me question everything it does, but the that aspect of it all, you know, it's a, it that that couldn't have been part of the grand scheme of things. You know what I mean? Right. It, I mean, we 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 got way off path. Yeah, as you as a human race, yeah, we're way off path, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've let greed and power uh, become what controls us. Well, that's one thing that uh, this time has definitely, you know, done for us is made us, uh, at least me, you know, realize, you know, we have to make that choice now, you know, what's important to us as far as, you know, everything we do in life. <laughs> yeah. Everything. You know I, mean? I don't know. Or even like you say, just having kids opens you up, makes you more, makes you realize more, you know, the value behind what you're doing with your life. Yeah. I, I, I love those moments with uh, Chase anymore, man. I find myself thinking, you know, reflecting a lot on my life as I'm looking forward and his <laughs> and uh awesome moments yeah awesome moments. I, my daughter actually accused me of being a, a baby whisperer the other day <laughs> <laughs> well see that's oh, what the parents are for is spoiling the kids and then giving them back right um Oh man, I had uh, probably the, one of the fucking funnest moments uh, I've had in a while. I, you know, I went to the concert, hung out, and then uh, found my way back over my daughter's house midway between concert and home. And uh, he was being a little uh, fussy when I got there. Yeah, and I, I took, and I says, I got this. I got this. Go to bed. I got him. And uh, he laid there. I put him in the the uh, pack and play the little bed they had there. And I fucking uh, the mindless play. You know what I mean? The Gucci goo, the tickle. You know what I mean? Yeah. For about fucking two hours. Probably some <laughs> of the most fun I've had. <laughs> you're like damn it I can't believe I spent this long doing this with this baby and I had fun doing it <laughs> yeah I think I had more fun than he did <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah the joys of life 
you know what's funny is too about what I just said about that is uh it was twofold because I had my youngest with me there too. She I took her down so she could give her just a little helping hand because uh she'd been a little went burning the candle at both ends like most new mothers do, you know, yeah. sleep and stuff. Yeah. And uh so who was there with me and trying to get some sleep as I'm sitting there playing with Chase. I could hear her under her breath going, well, he just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, you know, I used to love these moments with you. So. Right. <laughs> and I did the same thing with you. So I enjoyed these moments with you, and I could see a little bit of that angst, you know, wear off her face. But yeah, about an hour into it, I could definitely see her go, Will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, enough is enough. Yeah, how many how many squirrel kisses can that guy, that little guy have and shit? Because he, he, I was playing with this like little stuffed squirrel and I you got another kiss. Yeah, she was. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's how you wear them out, though. Yeah. Get them to go to sleep good. You know, I play with them. Yeah, definitely gives me a lot of fucking, uh, feeds my soul every time I think about, uh, you know, more time playing with him as he gets older. Yeah. Oh, there's still plenty to come too, huh? Getting to watch him grow up. Oh, yeah. Hang out with yeah, him. Yeah, we'll see if it's a little different. It's the opposite a little bit too, because I had the three girls and now I've got the grandson. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, now you get to enjoy the boy stuff. Yeah. It's even better because once you get them riled up, you send them back home. <laughs> <laughs> all this stuff and all this sugary stuff so. <laughs> be all wired out go show your dad that wrestling move I just died <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I put him in the sleeper hole. I told you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, really, that's fun stuff. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's real tight and don't let go when you do it. <laughs> make, make sure you pull that arm as tight as you can when you're on it. Don't let him go. I can see. I can see myself already. Did you get your dad to tap? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to ban them from you. They're going to be like, you can't be around them as much as you want to be because you're teaching them bad things, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hell no. He's gonna be your little buddy, I'm sure he will. That's how my youngest was with my dad, man. He is like always with my dad all the time. Anytime my dad done anything, like he would be with my dad 
24-7. Like, my dad would go out to cut firewood or something. He'd be out there trying to pick up an axe. You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 no. Like, he'd be trying to do whatever he could. He'd be out there wanting to help my dad do everything. It was crazy. That was his little buddy. For sure. Yeah. I was yeah. like that with my girls. Came to bite me on the ass, brother. I was I was that dad. My girl came over the lawn to go cut her toes off. <laughs> yeah, I ended up mowing fucking lawn for fucking twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they cut some lawn as they move out and shit. I don't want to mow my lawn. <laughs> Come over. Every time. Come over and shit, cut my grass. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Oh, you come shit. over and cut your grass? <laughs> like, damn it. I was going to let you start mowing grass on you as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's definitely so something I'm going to put in mind. Like, my, my youngest is the outside. And my, my oldest is the inside guy. My my youngest goes out and cuts the grass and stuff. And my oldest, he stays in and does, like, the dishes and cleaning around the house. So, <laughs> I make them work. My oldest, he always was, like, he would always mess up with the mowing, I think, on purpose and be all, like, you know, mess up the lines and have it all crooked and stuff. And I think he always done it on purpose, so I, like, Started making him do dishes and stuff inside. <laughs> like, all right, you don't want to do that right. Then you can come inside here and do this. Yeah. I always make them work for stuff, though. Because, you know, they always want something. You know, when you're a kid, especially when you're a teenager, you always need money for something. So I'm going to get them to work for it. <laughs> I got to work for my money. I got to work for yours. That's the advice you can give a fucking new parent right there. Yeah. Make them yeah. know the value of the dollar and what it takes to earn, earn shit. They'll uh, carry that through life. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to teach mine the value of it. They still like to ask for stuff, though. You know what I mean? It's like last year, my son wanted a new computer to go online. You know, he wants to do school online and stuff like that because of the COVID and everything. Like I said, he is having real problems with anxiety going to school. So I had to drop like two grand on him a new computer. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, well, this is like birthday and Christmas. You know what I mean? It's like, Two grand for a computer, yeah. That's not something my parents would have done, but, you know, it's a different, like I say, it's a different time and age now, man. Like, he needed it anyways, really, so. I had to do it. But, I don't know, it is what it is. He's a good kid. They're good kids, you know what I'm saying? They do what I ask them to do. They might be a little slow about getting around to doing it, but they usually do what I tell them to do or ask them to do. 
They help old dad out. It makes it a lot easier than whenever they was young and I just had to do everything. <laughs> you know, at that, as I'm sitting here listening to your story, I think I understand why I'm so appreciative of uh, what, everything you're telling me is because uh, I, I actually came from the uh, same situation. My dad raised me and my brother from a very early on age by yeah. himself. So I guess I, I I can understand and respect what it takes to, you know, be a single father. Yeah, as, as I be and I look back and I, I fucking I had more respect for him as I came a father, you know, and wonder yeah. in awe how the fuck he did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think all of us gain a little more respect for our parents once we have kids, you know. It's like dang. Like I realize what they were going through now. I, I was, like you said with me being a single parent, I mean it. Yeah, it makes it harder, but I, I don't look at it that way. I mean, it does make it harder being a single parent, I guess. But, you know, I just look at it as, like I said earlier, this is what I got to do, you know. That's what I signed up for. Just <laughs> uh, do what, what I'm supposed to do. I'm helping you all as well. Do they play any sports? I mean... Do, uh, yeah, they both play you football. get that and play sports and stuff? Yeah, they both played football uh, before COVID and everything. Uh, but once the COVID happened, neither of them have done anything. But uh, my youngest, he's wanting to go back into football again this coming year, I think. Uh, <coughs> I actually need to find out when they're going to, because I'm sure they're probably going to start soon, you know. I'm sure they start in the summertime, start doing the tryouts and workouts and stuff like that for the for the school team or whatever. But uh, yeah, they, they they did get into some football for a while. You know, watched them in the youth league football and stuff like that. My youngest, his uh, youth team, they actually won the championship in uh, one year. It was a big old deal. Everybody was all proud and stuff. It was cool. They got some big old trophies and stuff. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's what really about, cool. like, with the girls? Like, what, did they do any kind of sports or anything like that? Mm, I wish, brother. At one point, my youngest was uh... – uh, excited about wrestling. She was gonna wrestle. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we were we were running every day, and uh, I forget where she turned out, but she never went through with uh with the wrestling. But uh, I had high hopes. My uh, right. oldest daughter, uh. She was interested in the boxing for a little while and spent a lot of time working with her as far as teaching her how to throw punches and all that good shit. And she'd spend a lot of time in the home gym, but never really. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've never took it more seriously than that, but 
Again, I'm grateful for that, huh? Yeah, she knows how to hold her own. You know, at least I can say that, you know. All she right. doesn't necessarily have to go to eating to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to learn yeah. those lessons. That's cool. <laughs> uh, they my uh my youngest as far as like extracurricular activities has been my gem in that department. Uh, very musically talented. She can sing. Uh, likes to the theater. I'm trying yeah, to get her to. You know, that's the youngest. Right? Yeah, no, Courtney. Cool. Courtney. Cool. Oh, okay. I know her. I know Lexi because she's been on yeah. the show and so. stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, old, the other one is Brittany. You see her. She's She occasionally, uh, she, I think she watches more than participates, but occasionally you can see her flow through in blue there. Uh, she say hello. But yeah, Courtney's still on that age where she she's actually knows quite a bit about the show because uh, her and Lexi share a room. And when this thing first <laughs> took off, Lexi would be in the opposite end of the house uh, on her laptop watching yes. every episode. And Courtney would be trying to sleep for school when listening to uh, <laughs> <laughs> So she's, uh, she knows a lot of us, but you guys just don't know her, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's cool, though. Yeah, yeah I always... talk about that a lot. Canvas actually bridges that gap between me and Lux. You know, uh, she it definitely made us closer in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a little bit of distance between me and her. She was kind of like mom, I guess, to leans towards uh, my personality, and uh, so there's been a little. There's always been a little bit of distance, and then uh, she had her had some troubles, car accidents, and uh, whatnot. And uh, cannabis actually came into her life through that, to where uh, she was dealing with uh, some PTSD through yeah. uh, the accident, anxiety, and then. Uh, we we had to get her off the fucking pharmaceuticals, man. They were exactly. terrible, yep. terrible. So we ended up you know, uh, trying her on CBD. You know, she was 18 at the time. And, you know, and we felt, you know, it, it, thank goodness. It, you know, it definitely got her off of those fucking shit that they were forcing on her. The bitch about that was, you know... Teenager, nonetheless, but she has a problem taking pills. So, so every every medication she gets is in liquid form. So they were like perfect biome, and with doses of five mils. Yeah, you've measured out in uh, nutrients, I'm sure, at some points. Five mils is like a splash and a cap. You know what I mean for a teenager who's you know, eh, I don't want to do this splash heavy 10 mils or whatever, you know, not being serious about, you know, just to do 
to go through the motion was fucking dangerous. And yeah. it was terrible. And luckily, cannabis, CBD got her off of uh, that. And then, uh, you know, through the... So that was leg one of, you know, the bonding experience with me and her in cannabis. And then the, the show started and she started lurking a little bit in yeah. the background and uh participating in chat and that's that was that was the bond you know yeah. it was that's the cool that, that. you know prior we would get up and like pass each other in the morning whatever not say much but after the show started uh she was hitting me up in the morning and like updating me of chat, you know what I mean? Did you see yeah. what that said? You know, uh, oh, you know what I mean? So she, <laughs> she couldn't wait to, you know, approach me in the morning and, you know, talk about Let's what had happened what over the night. On, yeah. That's cool as shit. Yeah. So it, it brought us together and, you know, I have cannabis to thank for that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I'll take them blessings wherever they come. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Any bunny we can make with our children like that. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, anything that can bring your relationship closer with your kids is always a good thing. That's what I was talking about earlier, like, uh, you know, I try to keep that relationship with mine to where they they can talk to me about anything. and I talk to them about anything. They actually know about the show. I, I haven't never got them to watch the show or anything yet, but they know about the show. I've talked to them about you guys. Because like, uh, they seen the change in me, you know, when I started, you know, like growing. And then when I, like, met y'all and stuff, they seen the change in me, you know, in my attitude and stuff. Because I was... We was I was going through a rough patch with their mom at the time because we was trying to work things out and it just, it wasn't happening and we was arguing a lot and stuff. And like, you know, whenever I started doing that and it started, you know, just making me calmer again, you know what I mean? Bring me back down to center. And they seen the change in me and I was straight up with them about what was going on. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I tell them what's up, like, you know, like, because, I mean, they need to know that way they don't say something stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want them saying something stupid to one of their friends and getting in trouble, you know? So you got to let them in a little bit on on what you're doing at a, in a situation like mine, especially once they get to that age, you know? Like, they're not stupid. They, they're going to know, you know what I'm saying? So it's better to let them in on what's going on with my life and what I'm doing. And that way it's, it makes them more comfortable to let me in on their life. Uh, so it, like you say, it kind of, it, it hasn't got to that point of a, of a bonding thing with us yet, but I'm sure that it's going to, you know what I mean? Like I know it will because I know they're already like trying to, you know what I mean? Like, they're not really, like, being uh, real open with me about that they're trying it, but I know they are. You know, so I'm sure it's eventually going to get to that point to where uh, it's going to help be a bonding thing with us, too. 
Yeah, no, I, I uh, you know, I, I, you know, in a way, in a weird way that it does kind of work out that way, just because of what I'm about to say from my own experience, you know, because I mean, you know, we have already, you know, let on and same, same, you know, I never really hit it from my kids later in life. I found out hey, they would, they did say a couple roaches here and there. Their words, not mine. You know what I mean? But as they got older later in life, and as I have hoped, none, so far none of them have went down that alcohol road. You know what wow. I mean? And they look for that lever at the end of the day they've kind of leaned more towards the consumption of cannabis than anything else. Yeah. So they are with my youngest, my youngest, I can honestly say does not consume cannabis. I mean, she has actually kind of, as she to just turned 18 uh, late last year is thinking about trying CBD for anxiety but I'm leaving that up to her. I'm not putting any input into right. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to leave some room for that. Let's see what she does as an adult decision. But um, what I'm getting to is, like, as they got older and, like, now the holidays come and go, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It, it was, it's been a lot of fun getting to know my kids on the cannabis side of things like say on holidays and shit you know what I mean after that turkey dinner's over and you're going to smoke that joint anyway it's been fun to smoke with my girls that are of age and play some cards and you know what I mean have that laugh yeah Yeah, you know what I mean yeah Uh, it's been uh, fun you know about that in that way for sure yeah yeah I can't wait <laughs> it ain't gonna be too much longer before they're of a, of a age that I'm comfortable with you know what I'm saying like they're getting pretty close to that age you know so it'll, it'll be interesting what how it unfolds <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I still remember the fucking, I was fucking 21, three before the first time I smoked with my dad. Had my, I already had a kid at 22, my first kid at 22. And uh, he, he fucking, we were, it was Christmas, same shit, Christmas shit, man. Went over there and had, you know, Christmas, had presents for Brett and. We wander off in the back room. You want to smoke a joint? <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe it. You know, and he was like, "Yes, finally!" <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was that was a good fucking good memory. That first joint with the That's old a good man. bonding moment with you and your old man. Huh? Yeah, most definitely. Kind of makes you feel like you've reached that plateau in life, like you're a little more even. And a little more even keel with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm uh, up now, like I'm sharing the only one old man. <laughs> yeah. Like now he can respect no me as a man. You know what I'm saying? A little more buddy buddy than it is father son. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, uh, 
good moment for sure. Heck yeah. Dang man, it's uh getting close to the time. What time do we uh does the the gauntlet end? Four twenty. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But we can call it good anytime we want. But yeah, we're close, man. Yeah, we'll we're try to push through that close. way. We'll try to push through that way. Everybody can get their four twenty in. You know, we ain't got very much longer. About what thirty five minutes or something. So when uh, when dad responsibilities are done and uh, garden responsibilities are done, uh, what do you do in your favorite when your time for you know a little bit of fun? You you like, I to, like to ride? I like to, I like to ride my four wheeler and you know stuff like that. I'm pretty big on that. You know. Mm-hmm. Because when I was a kid, I always wanted a four-wheeler, but my parents wasn't, you know, they didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. So, like, I couldn't, they couldn't afford to get me the four-wheeler I wanted, you know what I mean? So, like, once I become an adult and got my own money and a job and stuff, you know, I finally got me a (laughs) four-wheeler, you know what I mean? So, like, hey, man, that's, that's my, that's what I like to do. Because, I mean, I always rode dirt bikes and stuff as a kid because, you know, my friends would always have dirt bikes. And I did have a dirt bike when I was a kid, one. But, like, I always wanted to get a four-wheeler, and I never got a chance to. So, like like I say, once I got to the point to where I could afford to do it on my own, then I got me one. That's been something that I like to do with my spare time is just go out in the woods, you know, ride around on the four-wheeler, ride around the trails, you know. It's nice, you know, get to get you out in the woods. And just anything, you know, out in nature. I like to do stuff outside of nature. I like to get away from the hustle and bustle of the city. It's the best time to consume some cannabis out there in the woods. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, take you a little little break. You know, get out there on the trail, take you a little break, get your little bug on, ride around, get lost for a couple hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's fucking awesome, man. The forest breathing. To just kind of yeah. let your mind want and shit, watch some birds and just what yeah. the fuck is that you're doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we used to do that too. Yeah. Like we'd, uh, you know, eat some mushrooms or or drop some some paper or something. You know what I mean? Like when we go out in the woods, just chill, man. Like me and my friends. That's one of the big things we like to do is if we was going to, you know, do something like that. And, you know, something a little heavier, that's what we'd do. We'd go out in the woods somewhere and, like, you know, just go get lost driving around on dirt roads or riding on motorbikes or four-wheelers or whatever, you know. And I don't know. It's just been a big part of my life is being out in the woods. <laughs> and some people don't never experience that, you know. Some people grow up in the city and, like, never get a chance to experience stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's a shame because, it really brings you like 
bring you down, you know, to to nature, brings you down to yourself. It makes you, you know, when when you look over a mountaintop and and can see for miles, and it makes you just feel like a little ant on this planet. And you're like, you know, I mean, kind of like you were saying earlier about, you know, how it puts things in perspective for you, how you just everything is not as big of a deal as what you think it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, just brings you back down to earth for a little bit. <laughs> that realization, I can't on I, I can't emphasize that enough. That is such an awesome feeling when you just fucking. Uh, yeah, my problems yeah. aren't as bad. <laughs> yeah, things ain't as bad as what they seem. As much as I've been stressing, everybody needs that getaway every now and then. You know, you start stressing out. You know, you get that getaway. You go back in the woods or something and just get you a buzz and relax and listen to nature and listen, like you said, listen to the birds chirping and stuff and just relax, man. It's relaxing. It's calming. That's like camping out and listening to the tickets and stuff sing you to sleep, you know what I mean? It's cool. Man. I was uh I was joking about that the other night. I mean I would I was and I wasn't, man. As I was uh you know pretty deep in it the concert the other night. Uh, yeah. I had I, I really I seriously just needed and it helped so much, man. We went like we sat on the back side of the hill, man. I fucking kicked off my sheet, my uh my flip flops. And fucking just sank my feet, you know, as deep into this fucking dirt as I could get them into the grass. Yeah. And it was fucking just, it was just like a relief, man. I could feel my heart rate kind of go down. It matched the rhythm, natural rhythm of shit. Yeah. Just relaxing. it's kind of funny you just brought that up too because we were sitting on the hill and uh, talking some like some deep life shit and as we're sitting on top of the hill you watch the people you know what I mean scurrying down below and it was yeah, like little ants <laughs> yeah, it was easy to put all the metaphors that we were talking about you know and place them kind of on what we were watching the little you know, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, look at him go. Just busy body little ants running around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up here just feeling, having a great time relaxing, and they're just all being little busy body ants running around. <laughs> I used to always like whenever we would, you know, would take a journey like that, you know, it'd be like, we're on this journey, you know, and everybody else is just having a normal day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you think about it, you're like, dude, I'm so messed up. You're seeing things start to get, you know what I mean? Everybody else is just having a normal day. <laughs> it's funny. Wondering why everybody else isn't having the revelations that you're having. Why <laughs> <laughs> right. don't you just see all these things? It's right there in front. <laughs>
<laughs> just open your eyes. <laughs> so what everybody does yeah, sometimes is just open their eyes and take a look around. It was fucking uh I live up here in the fucking forest here and it's fucking fourth July and it's this is probably my favorite time to be in the forest. And the only time that I really like the weekenders, you know, up here. Because, like, tonight, like, right before the show, I was outside fucking smoking and doing And you can fucking hear people for miles talking. You know what <laughs> I mean? The trees are literally talking this weekend. <laughs> We're fucking You can hear, like, the faint generator people at the property that they don't usually come to and fucking, you know what I mean? But you can hear, you know, voices in the distance for a long ways and then yeah. for a real trip. <laughs> you couldn't take some mushrooms or something. Yeah. It's uh, definitely the forest is to, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's definitely a lot of uh, <laughs> crazy stuff up here in the forest on these uh, holiday weekends. That's for sure. Oh, I'm sure. Especially like now, they probably got people setting off fireworks and everything. <clears throat> is, there, is fireworks allowed in Michigan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fucking completely went. <laughs> I jokingly said because I, I used to drive thousands of them fucking ways for fireworks and bring them back when they were illegal here. Love blowing shit up. When <laughs> yeah. Cannabis and uh, fireworks came legal in Michigan. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. All my favorite things are legal. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, I moved up here to the forest, and I stopped fucking laying down fireworks. Cause now I'm fucking afraid of fucking fire and shit. Yeah, shit. worried about burning down the forest. <laughs> yeah. This piece of land actually has burnt down in, in like '96. This whole area burnt down from fire. So everybody, and even like the last couple of years, um, fucking. The city above me, it's like 15 miles, man. They had a forest fire, forest fire, yeah, within five miles, miles. Uh, it started, it burned 10 miles, and we, you could see this. It was like California, you could see the smoke coming. I'll go and watch them, but I don't like lit on <laughs> lit off around me it's with right. all these fucking pine trees. That should probably go up like a matchbook. <laughs> it's been super dry up here in Michigan too. But luckily the last few years, man, it's been like uh it all works out. Same thing as you talked about earlier, man. A little faith and it all works out. It'd be dry as hell. All the way up to the fourth, and it seems like the the second and third we just get like downpours. Yeah. So everything, and just yeah. make everything nice and moist before everybody sets off the fireworks. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a good time. They're lighting off some fireworks on the lake tomorrow. I'm going to try to catch some of those. Man, this is a long time, man. It's uh, it's crazy that we actually made it this far. I never thought we was going to make it this far. Yeah, it wasn't pretty easy, too. You know, we made it through fairly quickly, I think, you know. Yeah. It's been a pretty good night. I haven't been able to uh, because I don't know how to do a bunch of lunch or anything, so I don't really know who's been here, but I appreciate everybody's watch. I hope they had a good all been here. <laughs> all the regulars, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They've had a lot of fun tonight, for sure. Uh, I think there is there's 53 watching still, currently, hanging out in chat. So. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So, uh, do you have any plans for the fort? Did I ask you that? If we had plans to do something for the fort? Yeah, I think we talked about it, but uh, I'll tell you again, if we didn't, because, <laughs> uh, you know, I was saying how we've been sick and stuff. So. But hopefully, um, yeah. hopefully we'll be able to get to go watching fireworks or something on the fourth and then uh, maybe like sometime next week, I was hoping to maybe go to some amusement park or something like that. Take them somewhere where there's some roller coasters or something. Do you uh, yourself ever, uh, are they legal there? Are you able to let them off for yourself or do you guys have to go and uh, watch? No, we can let them off. Yeah, we can let them off here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we can. I I usually get a bunch, and like, then uh, where I was living, uh, there was like the town come by, like the cops in town come by, and was like, oh no, we ain't, we don't want people letting them off in town anymore, or something like. You can let them off still on the outskirts of town, like the city police was trying to cause trouble about it or something, so. I just didn't buy none, but I'm in a different place now anyway, so it might might be different up here. But but they're definitely legal in the state, and they sell them. So it was just a, a where the city I was in, you know what I'm saying? They was being kind of uh, freaks about it. It's funny that uh, even though uh, I guess it goes for just about anything. I guess even with cannabis. Uh, yeah, yeah. The legal like fireworks, but that don't mean your city's legal. And that too, that too. But I was uh, kind of more referring to what you can buy. You know what I mean? We can still buy some like good fireworks <laughs> here in Michigan, yeah. two, two, three inch orders and shit like that. But there's still people <laughs> out there that. uh kind of appeal to myself you know what i mean the come here 
I've got the six yeah. inch borders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got the these big ones. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still find myself getting sucked into the shadier side of fireworks. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's good though is the big borders. You know what I mean? Like big ones, man. The bigger, the better. But I also like man, I like off um, the like the rocket ones that are like because they go so fast. You know, like the boxes, and it'll be like a fifty shot or a hundred shot box or something. The missiles, I like to do those while you're doing big ones. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, oh, I mean, yeah. it's pretty cool. This makes more of a last show. year. Yeah, well, for most years, man, I put on some pretty good shows, man, for sure. Backyard shows where it was nothing but mortars. I've had my nephews just unwinding fuses while I run back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Last year, we actually, the where I was hanging out, where I'll probably slide over tomorrow, it was a pretty good team effort, probably the best. Uh, effort that I've seen in a while where we were actually wiring and uh, got the cannon fuse out and was fucking taping fuses together so you know what I mean it was more of a uh, a planned event where we were like we had put together sheets of plywood we were fucking screwing down mortars fucking, oh, yeah. uh, shit like that yeah but uh yeah, I was able to get my hands on some six inches over there and light off. And that was the first time I had actually had some six inch mortars in my hand. And they were fun. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah, that was a good one. For me, the fireworks have always been, you know, I, I hardly get to see that what goes on in the air. I, uh, my enjoyment's lighting, lighting them off, lighting the fuse, <laughs> lighting the run. fuse, <laughs> and running like fucking crazy. Yeah, it's still fun hearing the uh, yeah, just hearing the, the boom, and feeling the shakes, boom, yeah. Yeah, I always find the, the the same old shit, man. The the fun's in the faces. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was always running toward them. And uh, that was always worth it. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Making sure everybody else is liking it. That's what makes it fun for you. Seeing everybody enjoying it. Do any fishing? Obviously, you, you said you enjoy the outdoors, but uh, yeah, a little fishing and hunting. I'm not a big hunter, but I do fish, though. I don't hunt a lot. I used to hunt more than I do now, but I've thought about getting back into it. But I don't know. I've, I've never been big on hunting because I don't know if I. I feel bad about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
Oh, uh, it always made me feel a little upset whenever, like, I kill a deer, even though I'm eating it, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I just shot Bambi. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know how to and everything like that, and if things come down to it, I could do it. But I, I don't know. I'm not that big on doing it, you know? I do like some deer meat, though. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I do love some deer meat. That's for sure. Uh, me too, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm right there with the uh, on the in the aspect that I find no joy of watching, you know, light slip yeah. away. Right. I don't find <laughs> joy in killing. And uh. I find the joy in eating the, the meat, <laughs> but I don't find the joy in the killing of it. Like I said, I know how to. I can do it. I just I don't get the, the pleasure that some people do. Like some people just do it for the sport, even, you know what I mean? It's like I don't know, I just can't get into it like that. Me neither. Me neither. I don't know if that makes me less manly or whatever, but that's just how I am. <laughs> People can think uh, of me as online. You know what I mean? I don't care what other people think about it. It's just the way I feel about it. Like I said, I'll eat them. I and mean, I do know how to hunt. I just prefer not to. But I do like to fish. Because you can catch a fish and release it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that's fun. Yeah. So, do you, that, do you do more catch and release there? I enjoy some fish, though. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what the that. difference is. You don't yeah. see it as much. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, good. fish ain't got feelings. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I, I, I don't eat a lot of them. I just usually yeah, just catch and release. Usually if I'm, if I keep something to eat, it's just like catfish or something. I like to eat catfish. You know? But I don't really like eat bass and stuff like that. It's too hard, too much. Take boys up. Obviously. Yeah, there were some great moments staring at them bobbers, a little bit of talking. Some good moments learned right there. Yeah, yeah. My youngest always likes to try to outfish me. It's always a competition with us when we go, like who can catch the most and the biggest. Lots of times he does good too. Like he'll get me, he'll get me some days. He'll be like, "Yeah, hey, I got, I, I got you today." I caught more, I caught the biggest one, you know. I'm like, well, good for you. At least I know you know how to feed yourself if it comes down to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I definitely know how. <laughs> you know, that's one thing that my girls quite a bit was, uh, at least Brittany and Lexi was uh, taking fishing. And uh, 
out of everything that I did with them, you know what I mean? Like, I've talked about that a lot, too, is, you know, put in the extra hours to fucking spoil them, give them everything they ever wanted to have. But some of the best memories, if you talk to them, were the days we went fishing. Yeah. Them are the, their most That's memorable times. Yeah. Yeah. I know my my uh, sons talk about it every now and then too. About they remember whenever I first take started taking them fishing and stuff while I'm out there. That's good times, man. Just you and the kids, you know, catching some fish. Yeah, yeah, it's good times. That's some good bonding times, you know. again good moments for them too you know it's like a little equal opportunity as you said to see you know who can fish pull the bigger one out of there for the there it's got to be you know make him feel good to pull that big fish out of there you know always catch the bigger dead (laughs) yeah yeah it makes him feel like something whenever he beats me that's for sure He's like, oh, I can fish better than you. I'm like, okay. All right, big man. <laughs> yeah. You got me today. You know, I let him have his victories. <laughs> what are some of your trophy catches, or what would you call some of your trophy catches? Uh, mainly we just we fish for bass, you know. He's caught some good bass, and um, well, really, that's about the most thing that that we fish with, you know, with the kids is just the bass fishing. But uh, I used to do a lot more catfishing back in the day. I've caught some pretty big catfish. Probably, I don't know. Probably the biggest one I ever caught was probably I don't know about a thirty pound catfish or something. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just, uh, you know, just more recreational type of thing I like to do. I I, I, I never really, like, measure them or anything because, like I said, I'm more of a catch and release type person. So, it's, uh, you know, just something fun to do with them, teach them how to fish. See, my dad, my dad was, like, scared of water he couldn't swim so he never took me fishing or anything like that you know what i mean like he never did nothing like that with me when i was a kid so that's something i really wanted to do with my kids you know because i had to learn by you know hanging out with friends and stuff like that and they, they're they the ones that showed me how to fish and uh so it was, it's pretty cool that i've got to you know teach my kids how to fish I don't know. It's just, I wish I would have had that time with my dad. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. It's just uh, one of those things. He didn't like being around the water. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's all good, though. But with him, it was more like what we did is like, working on the vehicles and stuff. That was how we, me and my dad kind of bonded. Like, ever since I can remember, like, he always would have, like, a truck or 
truck or something that he would be working on and I would help him with it. You know, I, mean, I can, I've been turning wrenches on vehicles ever since I can remember. You know, so that was how me and my dad hung out whenever I'd hang out with my dad. Working on cars, working on trucks. Oh man, my oldest can fucking uh, cut tile. <laughs> a lot of times, you got a lot of that dead time on jobs, learning how to do shit like that. And, uh, I mean, it's good, uh, good to know stuff like that. <laughs> she can remodel her own bathroom then. Hopefully, hopefully she she will she'll give it a temp, and that won't be another thing at that us. <laughs> You're gonna be like, Dad, I want to remodel. I can hear it. I can hear it already. Tile <laughs> for old times' sake. <laughs> well, what you do is just bring your tools over and drop them off, and be like, "There you go." I know you know how to do it. So. Have fun. I'll sit back here and supervise so you don't mess up my tools. <laughs> Nah, you know, you know you'd be jumping in there helping her. It'll end up being her fixing you something to drink while you're in there laying tile. <laughs> I, hey, boy, I think I'd jump on it. Hopefully, he'll, he, Chase will be of the age and I can get him running tile back and forth. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've done a little bit of time on stuff too. I've done, I've done about everything as far as automobiles and and houses, you know, construction and auto. You know, that's that's pretty much been my livelihood. You know, I'm one of them people that's like, I'm uh, well, they how they put it, uh, uh. Freaking, I can't remember the dang saying now. Jack of all trades. Huh? Yeah, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Yeah. I I never, I never had the second part of it. Just jack of all trades. (laughs) (laughs) Jack of all trades, master of none. It went off from there, too. I don't remember. It goes on from there. Yeah. I'm glad it's almost 420 because I'm getting tired, buddy. And I gotta give you some props for putting in that extra effort and helping get it that far. <laughs> well, I guess we have rules fans four thirteen. I guess we should probably start going over the prelims and all that good stuff. As you uh, probably know this already, but I'll go over it. Anywho, uh, that Zoom link that you very much earned this evening is your Zoom link. Uh, from now on, uh, anytime you want to come hang out in the weed nerd world, I'm sure there's a lot of other great folks that would love to have a conversation with you after, you know, 
getting to listen in on what a great father, dad, and canvas grower consumer you are. So I hopefully you will start popping in and uh, allowing, you know, hanging out, having some fun with us. Uh, I know I would be looking forward to it. Right on. <laughs> saying uh i guess the other thing we need to go over with is of course the sound bite the good old sound the bite. good old sound bite <laughs> <laughs> you know hopefully you know how that goes anyway you could save me the embarrassment of having to go over all that <laughs> what is this 673 673 673. Cord button. <laughs> Do what? I said, if you would just hold for a second. I, I Usually I'm on the computer and I, I hit record on the computer. Oh, you're on your phone still, huh? But, yeah, but I can record it to Zoom. And so here is my button. I'm ready anytime you are, my friend. All right, this is Mike B. I'm fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 673. Come check us out. Okay. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that was decent. Hell yeah. Perfect, <laughs> my friend. Perfect. And I can... With that being said, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to come hang out. And again, you know, being a man of your word, telling me that you would come back and oh. hang out, you know. I, I really I, um, respect and somebody being a man of the word weighs heavy in my book. So, you know, I do. I really respect and appreciate you coming back and making good with coming and hanging out is, uh, I've had a lot of fun getting to know you, you know, oh, so yeah. I can't thank you enough. Dude, it's always fun hanging out on your show, man, talking with everybody. I, I appreciate and everybody else that comes on here, I know, appreciates you for putting out the platform to do this on. You know, if it wasn't for you, none of us would be here. You know what I mean? Like, this is, um, this is, you know, I'm not trying to, I know you don't like to get that pumped up either, that big head thing, but dude, this is all you, man. It's, this is because of you, and we all appreciate you, man. And we love the winner world. We love hanging out. It's great to be able to, to be with like-minded people and have that place to hang out, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully this is something that you can keep doing and, you know, we'll keep going on for years and just grow bigger and bigger. I hope so, man. I hope so, man. And it's knowing that it make it has made a difference. That is, you know, worth it all. Just like the smiling faces, you know, and the fireworks and anything else we do, it's the gratitude that is the biggest and best payment of it all. And I um, right. thank you for all the kind words. I really, really appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, with sure. that being said, away man i can't thank you enough man as we said man time is the most valuable thing we have and you gave me a good what 
almost five hours of yours tonight, my friend. So uh, I know you were a little bit worried about it. You did text me earlier today, man, saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there, man. I <laughs> live up to my word. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. Right. But uh, I'm going to be there. Yeah, even if we didn't make it, we could have just opened up the weed in our world, you know, I would have hung out for that too or whatever, but it's all good. We made it through, you know, so I made the gauntlet. Not everybody can say they've been on here and made the gauntlet, you know. Lots of folks have tried, but not all have made the gauntlet. <laughs> It's funny that you say that too, because tomorrow's guest, Miss Mother Nature, is uh, tuned in in times here and there. She's like, so on average, how long is this? <laughs> and I said, my back was two to eight hours. <laughs> well, we couldn't touch you, uh, you know, four twenty. Uh, it has went to like six a.m. Yeah, it's it's cool though how you do how you leave it up to the guests like that. I mean, because some people might not have that time, like you said, time is the most important thing we got, and it's. It's cool for people to give us whatever time they can to, to share their story. You know what I'm saying? So I do appreciate the people, even if they didn't make the gauntlet, all the ones that came and shared their story. I like hearing them. It's, it's funny, too. It's, how, yeah. it's funny how so, how so much similarity is usually in people's stories, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, it's it's usually always similar in in some thing, you know, like instances or whatever. Like there's something similar about everybody. You know, it's like we're more alike than most people think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or else we wouldn't be here, I guess. So true, so true. Uh, That's what binds us. Yeah. One of the things that bind. So we have reached that mark. It is officially four twenty-one. Uh, any you want to throw out any thank yous or as many goodbyes before we bust out, my friend? I mean, I just I appreciate everybody that comes and hangs out, and everybody that's welcomed me into the community. You know, there's so many of them. I don't know where to start to just. Shout out one person, but everybody that talks to me, they know who they are, you know. Like I said, I appreciate the platform that you put out here for us to be on, and uh, let's all just keep learning, and let's keep growing and doing our thing, and help support each other every way we can, and, you know, peace, love, and all that good stuff, man. You know what I mean? Everybody, I hope you have a good night. Good beginning of the day, whichever it is, like you say. Uh, we'll see y'all on the next one. For those of you guys that aren't following this gentleman, the link is most certainly in the description. I suggest you head over to Instagram and give him a follow. If not, you're missing out.
with that being said, one last thank you, my friend, for hanging out. For the rest of you guys, if this is the end of your day, your journey, please get some rest. This is the beginning of your day, your journey. Please take time for a little bit of self-love, a little bit of meditation. Along the lines of your day, please take time to do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. As I've said it, and this gentleman here has confirmed, yes, it does sir. help. I even, tell my kids said, that. I even tell my kids that since I started watching you, like, I'll drop them off to school and I'll be like, do something nice. Random act of kindness saves lives. <laughs> like, you, you're the one that started getting me on that, and I say it to my kids now all the time. I'm like, you know, if random acts of kindness, you never know what that other kid's going through. You know, so you got to spread it, man. Spread the love. That is so awesome. Thank you for that. That actually made my day, brother. It Hell really yeah. did. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, with man, that being, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna jump off yeah. here. Okay, brother. All right, peace. Peace. For the rest of you guys that are still watching, thank you guys very much for hanging out this evening. I've had a lot of fun getting to know uh, Mike B, Mike Three B Three Three Three. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out, man. It was my pleasure getting to know you. For the rest of you guys, please have a safe Sunday. Enjoy the 4th. What is left of the holiday weekend if you are here in the United States? For those, the rest of you, it's probably just a normal day. Uh, but for those of you that are here and celebrating the 4th of July, please have some safe travels. Have an amazing day. And I will see you this evening tonight at 11.30 with Miss Mother Nature, who will be telling us her story. With that being said, I love you guys, but I am out of here. Peace.